Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get nasty here on a Friday afternoon. Jamie Rivers here back from sunny FLA. Joined by our guy Andrew Marsh and Brad Thompson, BT in the house. Drove over from sunny O'Fallon, <laughs> Illinois. What's happening, Jamie? How not, we doing? Not much. I come back today and you know, I'm excited to be back. It's holiday time and all that, but I can't lie, BT. Um, no, you're not excited to be. You were in Florida. Being in South Florida for the last couple days, Jamie. being able to get up, go for a run on the beach, get a little suntan, like... It didn't suck. Yeah, I don't know about the suntan thing, but overall, <laughs> everything else sounds good about it. This is one that I've been trying to kick around in our household. Now, it's harder with, with Christmas time because younger kids, I got 10 and 7, they, you want presents under the tree oh, yeah. when you get up. I understand that. Even though, I mean, Santa knows when you're somewhere else, but neither here nor there. But I, I've been talking about the destination thing. It's like, hey, let's do like yeah. all-inclusive somewhere and do the holidays there. It has not hit yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna have it happen for Thanksgiving. Like that'll be like the let's ease into it yeah. and see how everybody isn't uh, in the kitchen for like 20 hours trying to cook meals. I'm gonna get it to happen. So you're from Vegas, and I was just in Vegas not too long ago. And Las Vegas does the holidays right. Obviously, they do everything right. They got the lights and all that stuff. But it was a different feel a little bit. It it, it felt yeah, like it's not cold yeah it felt like so, festive but not like the holidays jamie it's, it's one of the weirdest things that i've transitioned to and i've lived here in the greater st louis area for quite some time now bought our house in 09 but lived here full-time since 2007 god i'm it's getting old you it's are. getting old I stuff no you're not no, you're yeah. great no you're old so that's it's, a good point there's always a bar um but the the concept of you got to play with everything that you you received for Christmas. You got a bike, you're going to go ride the bike. You got a basketball hoop, you're going to put it up and you're going to go play basketball. Now it's like, hey, here's this hoop. See you in a few months. <laughs> Have fun with that. A little different out here. It's all right, though. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, sometimes it just is what it is. Kind of like the Cardinals not getting Yamamoto. What? Yeah. Yes. That transition. It is what it is. That's what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> I wanted Yamamoto. You're okay, telling well, me that I can't get Yamamoto? There's only one Yamamoto. This isn't like a PS5 where everybody's able to get one. You know oh, what I mean? Where it's just like, you hey, get a Yamamoto. And you, you can get one too. Uh, there's only one of those. By the way, we were kicking this around before. You, you're all St. Louis sports fans that are listening right now. Christmas morning, okay? 
Santa brings you a gift. Now, Oof. this isn't a physical gift under the tree. What? Not going to find a Yamamoto sitting there with a bow on. I don't, well, even I don't know what he's wearing game, in man. your dreams. But Only a bow. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but what do you want under the tree as a St. Louis sports fan? What do you want? Now, it's not just Cardinals. Could be Blues. Could be City. Could be a football team. I don't know what you could want as a sports uh, sports fan. But you can always leave us a mic drop on the 101 ESPN app. Crazy easy to do. What do you, the sports fan, want under the tree? Yeah, we'll hit those all show long. Every time we get one, we'll play it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. The and creepier, the better, too. It's yeah, Friday. It, it I actually, it's not like four people here. Could so. actually be anything, really. We'll say it's sports related. Mm. However, it's like that doesn't feel sports related, but I guess you could wear it there. If we can, <laughs> if we can tie it back to sports in some way, we're good with it. We'll strap it on somehow. We sure will. We will Speaking of uh, getting things done, okay, BT. two uh, three hundred twenty-five million dollar <laughs> deal. That's it, huh? So the the early estimates. He hasn't for... pitched one major league batter. No, what if this guy is, sucks? He is the well, I mean, that whoa, you talk about swinging a miss. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that? Maybe have a couple yeah. of cocktails on Amazon. You're like, this can't miss. This is going to be the best thing ever. Did you, uh, you've you heard the bearskin rug story? Oh, yes. <laughs> this that literally happened to me. Two winters ago, I'm sitting there. I'm a couple of bourbons deep. The fireplace is on. And I'm feeling like romantic. Of course, you know? get I'm one like, of those. Who doesn't want a bearskin rug? Yeah. Fire it up on Amazon and look at it. I'm like, this is great. I didn't get the one with the head on uh-huh. it because I thought that was a little, a little creepy, much. Yeah. And I had visions of, you know, glass of wine on the bearskin rug. Yeah, perfect. Me and the girlfriend. You know, yeah. yeah. It arrived, man. And uh, it was underwhelming. Ah, oh, buyer's remorse. It was, yeah. Like, it, that is it, a. It didn't look anything like it was supposed to. Uh, we laid, I laid it out on the floor. My girlfriend looked at it and wondered what the hell it was. We're keeping it. And she's like, there's no way I'm sitting on that thing. Okay. And then the dog went over and laid on it. It became a dog bed for of like course. six months. That's a fancy one. Yeah. Now, they're hoping that Yamamoto doesn't turn out to be a dog bed. But 25-year-old won the Cy Young, their version of it in Japan, three years in a row. The guy was, uh, he was as close as you were going to get to a you-don't-know commodity to a, a can't-miss, right? Yeah. Like, like, you knew what he did over there, and especially the age is the thing but he surpassed a lot of the numbers that people were talking like i remember the initial talks for yamamoto were like hey maybe he gets over 200 million that could happen seven year deal maybe 205 210 maybe he tickles that well he blew that apart with a 12 year 325 million dollar deal plus jamie as you know there's the posting fee of over 50 million dollars that ends up going uh going to his team i believe it was the oryx buffaloes so it's uh, I mean, unreal landing spot in LA. And I gotta tell you this, I, I never really expected, I don't know if how many fans did, Yamamoto to be a Cardinal. What? Okay. And if you did expect that Mo promised us. I, I don't think he did. Kind of. If you better find the quote. He was using a Lars Newt bar. I don't tell think he us. ever even talked about Lars Newbar being from. He probably stayed away from it. Somebody probably asked him, like, <laughs> like straight up, like, hey, Lars and uh, Yamamoto are friends, right? So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Damn you, Lars Newbar. You didn't friends. do a good enough job. I blame him. Recruiting. I blame him. Uh, look, in, in an age Trade of, of uh, you know, look, we're paying college kids <laughs> big time money. We can't, we can't get this guy enough cheese under. <laughs> so, <laughs> this. The landing spot made sense, and especially after the Dodgers, Jamie ended up signing Shohei Otani to the deal that they did, but knowing that they had the backloaded money that they did, or, or you know, like all of the $68 million deferred for 10 years, you knew they had some
some more flexibility. I haven't seen every bit of this contract yet, but I understand that some of Yamamoto's money is backloaded, but not deferred. So they uh, he'll have the big yeah. paydays but at the end of it. $50 million signing bonus. You saw it coming. Like wow. You saw this, this one coming. So uh, back to the idea, right? If you're a Cardinal fan and you thought that they were going to have a chance to sign him, you're disappointed. For sure, because you had a chance to get an electric young arm. We'll find out what he looks like in the next dozen years. But he's going to be an impact player. But for me now, as just a a baseball fan, let's take the Cardinal hat off for a second, which is very hard. It's usually affixed firmly (laughs) with my Cardinal red glasses. It's a great hat. As a baseball fan, Jamie... I'm excited about this. I'm excited about not just the like the player, and I don't care Brad, the amount of money. Are you excited about calling the first series? Yes, the dude. I am. I am hoping are you that. Though? Yeah, it's. You know really? what? This is going to be. It's going to be L.A. It's going to be Jimmy Ball game. Or it's a. <laughs> dang it, man. Uh, but yeah, of course. Like, how could you not be pumped up about your first series? And for those that don't know, the Cardinals do open in L.A. Oof. with Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Well done. Like, mm. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Been working on that for the last that's, second. That's an NLCS preview. Oh, it could be. Yeah, sure could it is. Be. No, I like the way that you're thinking, yeah. Marshy. Uh-huh. Didn't like the way that you tabled your. Ah, I'm fine. I didn't say anything. Uh, yeah, but you said it like Can I do. I? Like, no, I think they get a chance. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. know. But it's uh, it's going to be really exciting for a, the baseball fan. And in me, and this is where, like, I think it's good for the game of baseball that he landed where he did. And I know that people are going to say, well, look, he's West Coast, East Coast would be better, which New York could have been better potentially for eyes on the product. Yeah, yeah. But, I, and I told you this in the, uh, in the office, Jamie, I'm not the biggest NBA fan. When Golden State built their dream team, I would tune in for that. That's exactly what the Dodgers have built here. Yeah. So the the eyes, if the Dodgers are going to be on TV, you're going to be watching them. You're going to find a way to put your eyes on Shohei Otani and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Like wow. You're going to figure out a way to watch this because you got a chance to watch something special. Now, the beauty of it in the game of baseball, I don't think it's as easy as it is, and easy is the wrong term. Okay, forgive the term. But to look at a team on paper and say, that's going to win a World Series. No, you have the, the gauntlet of the postseason that you still have to go through. Oh, yeah. You run into a couple of good pitchers. All of a sudden, Yamamoto and company are like, what happened? Oh, we get to go golf again a little bit early. <laughs> but for the ride, man, I, I want to see it. Were you okay with it being the Dodgers, or did you think you want to spread the wealth out a little bit? Uh, I was, I was, and I am still kind of indifferent to it. I wasn't shocked. Like, that's the thing. With them getting Otani and then seeing the, the contract breakdown for Shohei Otani, I almost felt like it was inevitable that Yamamoto was headed there. You know, he had talked before through his agent about wanting to go somewhere where they had a history of winning. Then he wanted to go somewhere where they had another Japanese player. Well, all of that in sequence kind of happened where the Dodgers have a winning history with that organization. Then all of a sudden, Shohei Otani signs there. And they have a history of money. (laughs) And they have a history of money. Now they have a Japanese player. Now, you know, at that point, I was like, okay, yeah. Like when I saw the, the, the Twitter feed or whatever, I was like, I'm not surprised. I mean, this is what I kind of expected. I was kind of hoping that someone would come off the top rope at the last minute and scoop him up, but uh, I didn't really feel like that was going to happen. Now, there are some Cardinal fans that might be upset. However, there's one particular lady that we love that really isn't all that upset. Oh, boy. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to sign a pitcher for more than five years because with the way that they're making them pitch now, with seeing how hard they can throw, 
every one of them are going to have bad arms before the 7 to 12 years is over with. And that's just money thrown away. These salaries are just ridiculous now. And, and their players aren't worth what they're paying. And those long contracts are just nuts. Well, that's well said, Janet. No, just nuts. what do you think? You know in your dozen years that uh, you signed this contract for Yamamoto, you're buying a surgery in there somewhere. Um, but uh, that is kind of the price of doing business. She's not wrong. Like, it, it is crazy to link yourself to that many years. And nah, I'm, I'm not doing the cardinal thing where I'm saying, I'd rather have Sonny Gray than Yamamoto. Yeah, don't say that. I would rather have Sonny Gray's contract yeah. than Yamamoto's and then hope to be able to build, continue to build pitching, sustainable pitching that, that you have within your organization that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg and you can go out and spend on the other things. But no, she is... She is right uh, but we're gonna find out we're gonna find out what it looks like for Yamamoto and the beauty of baseball again here Jamie is he's 5'10 178 pounds and a hell of a lot heavier when he has his wallet on him yeah, he sure is that's BT he's with us for the entire show today we got Andrew Marsh on the dials Jamie Rivers here we're gonna talk blues when we get back and why is this team a winning team only when they get out to the lead. We'll discuss that. We come back here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Whips on a shot. Kyrou's there. He scores! They were chasing a grease pig in the offensive zone. And Kyrou put it in the corral. 1-0 Blues. 15-10 to go. Second period. As the Blues score first. Surprise, surprise. All right. That was Janet as well as Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Blues Radio Network. Um, is it, real quick, Jamie, is that a uh, common hockeyism? The, uh, the grease uh, pig? Yeah, chasing the grease pig. Because I've heard about that. I have too. Uh, Late at night. But is that a mm-hmm. is that a Rural hockey area. term? Yeah. No. No, it really isn't. But uh, kudos to Chris Kerber for making Sometimes it. Sometimes got to throw that in there. I mean, Hell Painter would make up stuff and just ended up being his thing. Yeah. What the hell's the Nine of Hearts? Nobody knows what the Nine of Hearts is. Maybe it's not it a real thing. The grease pig. I don't know. I don't you put those two together. You just never know. Win's a win. Marshy, we were talking about Christmas presents and things that people want from the Cardinals, the Blues, or sports team, or anything for that matter. You said, I got a good text, so let's hear it. From the 314, I want a 10-game St. Louis Blues stretch of games, win or lose, where they play, where they play consistent. Just give me 10 games. Give me some hope. Yeah. Doug Armstrong and Drew Bannister would love the same thing. And Craig Berube would have enjoyed that. He sure as would well, have. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, as so would I and any Blues fan. That's been the problem. Yeah, but <laughs> isn't that isn't that exactly what you knew you were going to have this year? Jamie, that's the thing for me that's that's maddening about the entire thing of Craig Berube being let go and this is nothing against Drew Bannister. I'm sure no. that I'm sure Banny's a banner guy. 
Yeah, good, just good people. He's good, dude. He's a good coach. Seems like it. Seems like he's yeah. gonna be great. You don't get this opportunity unless you're a good coach, and you don't get it unless you're ready for it, mm-hmm. right? So, so nothing against him. But you knew this season was gonna be topsy turvy. You knew it was going to be a transition. Yet here you are in the middle of a transition, and we're still talking about stuff that just got the last coach fired. Who, whether you believe he deserved it or not, and most of St. Louis didn't. One player did. Uh, but uh, it is one, Jamie. Where I, I don't understand. Yeah, that one got me. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that one got me. What to? Welcome back, Vicky. At least, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Uh, I don't understand what uh, I'm supposed to expect. I mean, is, is is this just an effort based thing that you're looking for night in, night out? Because I'm, we, I'm looking at expectation, and maybe that texture laid it out perfectly because uh, they said no matter win or, or loss. But uh, isn't that a normal thing anyhow? If you just kind of have the ebbs and flows, Jamie. Yeah, so a lot to kind of break down there. You're right that the expectations for this team is and was pretty much what they are. Now, listening to Doug Armstrong discuss some of the reasons why he felt there needed to be a change, he didn't necessarily ever say it was Craig Berube's fault. He didn't say the coach didn't do the right thing. He just basically said the players aren't bringing it. So what do you do, right, BT? You know this. Like, you can't trade 25 players. You can't fire 25 players. You, it's hard. It's, I mean, management doesn't like it. <laughs> you talk about a headache. Like, on it. You remember pitching all the money? <laughs> we trust you. Go for yeah. it. So you you make a change that you think can help. And and going back again to what Army said is, he said, I don't even worry about the result on most nights. I'm worried about what it looks like. And I think that's the thing that people have to wrap their brains around is that it's not that in a 10-game span if the Blues are competitive, win four lose two in overtime, it's it's how it looks. How are you winning games and how are you losing games? If you're losing games specifically because there's a lack of attention to detail, a lack of effort, a lack of compete, the inconsistencies of your effort, that's not good. And so the, to the texter's point, yeah, I'd like to see 10-game span where even if you lose, it's a dogfight right to the last buzzer. Guys are still blocking shots, they're hitting guys, they're getting to the front of the net. Because you don't have the most talented team in the league. You will lose hockey games. But how you lose them, I think, is the bigger thing here, the bigger no, issue. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that you hit on one of the, the biggest, most important things is you don't have the best team. And you knew that coming in. Army knew it coming in. He mentioned it. He had talked about before the season what a successful season looks like. Turns out it actually looks like around where you were sitting when you fired your coach. It is what it is. Uh, so obviously there's other things that go into it, Jamie. Neither here nor there. Uh, but you have to, when you have a young, unex- inexperienced group, like you do wonder where, where do you even set the bar for them? Because, like, the effort could be there. They could be trying something, but they could be dumb at times. Like, young players that make dumb decisions. So is, is it always going to be easy to see what consistent hockey looks like at this point? Like, I wonder how, how Drew Bannister is grading his team after each one of these Yeah, games. he's having a tough go. Not in a bad way, because they're 3-1 and one under Drew Bannister yeah, right he's now. He's doing a great job, again. And, but, you know, it's a very difficult situation for Drew Bannister because... Think about this. You've been brought in to replace an icon. Here. Yes. The guy that brought the first Stanley Cup, a guy that everybody in the city of St. Louis would have a beer with. 
Sheeny. sit down and have a beer with. In the the history of uh, at least me paying attention, okay, to any sport and a head coach or a manager getting fired, I have never heard of a collective community <laughs> so against it. It's usually like, fire that bum, we're losing, we're in... He didn't hear any of that no. when it comes to him. You really didn't. And so, you know, for the new guy coming in, no matter who it is, even if it was a veteran NHL coach, you're coming in on the heels of something that's that's difficult to yeah. do. And, and now you've got to try and come in and light the house on fire because you are being told by the management this team doesn't compete consistent enough. How, so so you've got to come one. in and you've got to kick the front door in and be like, I'm here. But wasn't that one of the things where Craig Berube was pushing too hard, wasn't he? Or it's just like, ah, ask for a little bit too much. It was, I think that, I think there's ways of doing it and I personally love the way that Chief did it. He's very upfront. There was it was black and white. There was no gray area. Some guys gotta hold their hands nowadays, Jamie. Some guys don't like that, BT. No matter what I don't want, sport. I don't it want is, you to tell me what's real. I want you to beat around the bush for a while and then let me come to my own conclusion. A hundred percent. And so I think Drew Bannister coming in, who for all intents and purposes, the message has been the same. Listening to Drew Bannister coach, listening to him talk to the media, talking to him personally. The message is the same, yeah. and now he's been taxed with being the firm hand. And, you know, he benches Pavel Buchnevich for 12 and a half minutes the other night for taking three penalties. Like, that's a Loved it, by ballsy the way. move, though. Think about Duh, that. It worked out. Bucci's one of your best 200-foot players. He's one of the guys that you very seldom— Which, by the way, is something that you should be, uh, I think. Yeah. I think it's important. But he's someone does. that you don't worry about yeah. as far as showing up every night— you benched him. The repercussions of that could have gone sideways. They or, could. So, but it's a but, it it's, but it's a win-win for him, right? Because if you're Drew Banister, it's an opportunity that everybody wants, and he's done it at the highest level as a player, and done it now as the highest level as a coach getting to the NHL. But it's still on an interim basis, mm-hmm. and you do have to do something. Like you have to make a mark when you get an opportunity like this. And I think that that for him and. and it, pun, right? But that's a banner moment for him, where he got to go out there and say, I'm doing this, yeah. and let's see what happens, and then Booch responds with three points. <laughs> that line catches fire against the Panthers. Yeah. Booch, comes back with, what, three points? Yeah. I mean, has a... Fa- and says all the right things, too. Yeah. Says, well, I sucked. We had him on that post game, me and JK, and you know, we had to ask him about the benching, and, and, what, and he's like, yeah, it's fine, you know, I had three penalties, I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right. So it worked out perfect. But again, just going back to it, and we'll dive into the Blues scoring first and and, and only winning basically when they score first. We'll dive into that again later on in the show. But for Drew Bannister, it's been a good start for him. Uh, I think it was a tough position to be in. I think he's handling it pretty darn well, all things considered. He's BT. I'm Jamie Rivers. That's Andrew Marsh. This is the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. When we come back, we're going to talk about if two players are worth a billion dollars. Right here on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Hetman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. 
talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Why make trillions when we could make billions? A trillion is more than a billion, numbnuts. <laughs> Come back to the Fast Lane. <laughs> Shohei likes money. <laughs> Scotty don't. Uh, BT in here with Marshy. Me here, Jamie Rivers. We're hosting today. Anthony has no idea what we're doing to his show while he's gone. It is. He sent me a text. I was driving on the way in. He said, hey, look, I heard you're filling in today. Nobody ran it through me. <laughs> I didn't approve of this. Make sure you keep it on the rails. Yeah. So that is exactly what I intend to do, Jamie. Yeah. Not going to veer off. Not going to do no. anything. I can no. say anything that could jeopardize anything. No. So, Anthony, you're in good hands. You're fine. Everything's fine. Uh, so, BT, if you were running a baseball team. Okay. Let's just, say, let's just say you've been gifted the opportunity to run any baseball team you want. When you say run, am I the owner of said team or am um, I the president of baseball operations? Just you like to are, know let's say, what my role is. Yeah. Let's just say you have the last say. I have carte blanche. You have the I'm last the say. I'm the owner then. Okay, you're the owner. Or this your owner nice. has just been like, I don't care. You make the decisions. Okay. okay? Is a billion dollars a good investment on two players? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But it's actually like, there's circumstances. Oh, now now, now there's rules. Well, I mean, you got to pretend. like We're role playing here a little bit. Okay. I know you like that. All right, now. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So, What am I wearing? Uh, what do you want to wear? Well, for what do you this, like to wear? I mean, I gotta have some. I gotta at least have a tie on right now. Okay. This is, is anything else? Just a tie. What this about is business? What, if it's business casual, you have to have dress socks and then shoes. No, on. If it's business cash, then skip the tie. True. So just socks and shoes. All right, socks and shoes. Okay. Go ahead. I got a terrible visual right now. My That's gosh. Fine. Either way, you're the guy. Business casual and all, you're making the decision, but there's repercussions. Okay. Like you could lose your job, all this stuff. I'm the owner. I'm not losing you're, my you're job. You're the owner. So you fire me. Your team could, you know, plummet revenue wise. You know what I'm saying. Just stop being like my children right now. Okay. And just listen. Yeah. Would you sign two players for a billion dollars? If I have the money, yes. Okay. If I have the money. So 
nobody, I think, I think you might be talking about Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto uh, and the Dodgers. You might be, you might not I mean, not just be. randomly, Don't know. two players Don't know. for a billion. I mean, could be any two, but, but those two. Okay, any two players that you could add up to make a billion dollars. Yeah. And you can't use Shohei Otani. Go ahead and have fun trying to uh, add up those players. Good point. Um, if I had the money, the answer is, yeah, it's a good investment because... I know with those two players that I am very likely people don't make smart business people don't make oftentimes dumb business decisions. So they have to know that they are in somehow some way going to make their money back on this deal. Uh, whether it be an influx of money coming in from the Japanese market, which you know is already happening mm. and will continue to happen for the next decade, uh, that you have Shohei and you've got 12 years of Yamamoto. I think he's got an opt-out after year six or year eight. And as we talked about, I think his contract is also backloaded, so the big money is going to be near the backside. I don't see him going in. He won't opt out if all the money. <laughs> There's a good chance he's probably going to end up hanging around. So for most teams, yeah, that makes zero sense. But for a team, and you and I were looking this up uh, before the show, uh, Jamie, the uh, the contracts that are out there in terms of like TV revenue, and this was like a Google search, so I'm not going to have the exact number, uh, but I, I believe it was an over an $8 billion deal that the Dodgers signed for their TV deal. Just in reference, and it might have been a 25-year deal, so not not you know nuts and bolts, uh, not exactly the same, but I believe the Cardinals deal was like $1.3 billion, That's somewhere, somewhere in that Brad. neighborhood, for 15 years. So a little, little a difference. difference. And Not one a of little. Them, That's a lot. Well, and the other big difference is, because a lot of people, again, saying Cardinals should have signed them, whatever, you'd make the money, you'd figure it out. You guys are all smarter than me. I'm not, I don't know. But the other big difference is they know their TV money is going to be there. That's guaranteed real, right now. It's a real issue. It's not with a company called Bally's. Right. So Who we love. We love them. But yeah. it's just the facts are facts right is. now is that that is in, in flux, to say the least, where the Dodgers, I believe they're with Time Warner, like that's not going anywhere. So that, that $8 billion-ish dollars estimated is guaranteed to the Dodgers. Correct. Which, which is uh, so so that but flipping it to you, right? If if you're the Dodgers, Jamie, is this a move that you would feel comfortable making? I would, I really would, and it's only because I know that my franchise, my baseball organization, is a cash cow to be to begin with. The Dodgers make a ton of money without Shohei Otani or Yamamoto. Can you imagine what they're going to make now? Like, I don't even know, like, I don't know how the jersey sales work, the T-shirts, the merchandise, the whatever it is. I don't know how certain things translate with endorsements and advertising. I don't get all that. But I do know that you're going to make a lot more money with those guys in your lineup, in particular Otani in this one, than you are without them. Sure. So how they do that, I guarantee the Dodgers maybe even hired a team, two people, to come in and specifically during the course of the season. It's two people a team, you think? Yeah, I think so. A duo. A duo. Hired a duo. Okay, They they hired somebody. What's a group to you? At least three? Three or four. Okay. Yeah. Um, So maybe they hired a group. And I would hire, if a decision like this, Jamie, I'm hiring at least a group. But what I'm saying is you have them explore every single branch of revenue stream that you can find by signing Otani. Before you offer him this crazy contract... You go back and you say, okay, 
this makes sense. Well, why? Well, here's a list of reasons why it makes sense. And here's the dollar value that it could actually add up to, which is going to put us in the black. Imagine that in the black while offering up a $700 million contract. Well, and, and Otani's, as you guys talked plenty about, his contract is a bit of a unicorn here for not just the $700 million, but the 68 per year no deferred interest. at no interest that they get to invest and make money on. Mm-hmm. So at some point, and again, I don't have $68 million to invest, Jamie. I don't know yet. what that ROI yet, looks like. Yes, for sure yet. Because if you don't have a plan, if you don't think you're going to yeah. be rich, uh, you're yeah, never think and grow rich. It's a book. I haven't read it yet. No, I haven't read it yet. Rich Man, Poor Man's good. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's it. That's a good book. That's the same book. Yeah, yeah. Also has a lot of spinoff books. It does. Yeah, I've got some of those, too. Imagine that. Rich Dad had spinoff books. Yeah, how about that? Poor Dad didn't. And Poor Dad, and the interesting part of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Poor Dad worked his ass off. (laughs) Like, poor dad was like, that's what I thought the, the, the dream was. Apparently not. Rich nope. dad knew all the, the systems. Either way, the Dodgers know it, too. So it doesn't work for everybody to be able to, to do a deal like this. It might not work in the you know in St. Louis. There yeah. might not be those same revenue streams that are out there to make those two deals make sense where they're not going to bite you. Um, but it also... And the, the more talented your team is, Jamie, as you very well know, the better your chances are. Everybody's looking at the Dodgers right now. I guarantee you that Dave Roberts saw these two signings, and he was like, yes, woo, boy, a lot of expectations now if there weren't already. What have they been to, three World Series in the last seven years already? Yeah. Like, the, the clock is ticking here Dave uh, Roberts for is old like, Dave yeah, Roberts. my GM's going to be able to put together a good roster for Oh, me. of course. Of course he Tell is. Tell me who to play. Yeah, yes. here we go. Whatever you say is right. I don't want to mess anything up. Uh, but it, it guarantees you nothing, right? You still have to go out there. I, I think that's it's going to be fun. Maybe a little bit later in the show, we'll talk about what it takes to actually compete. And are the Cardinals one of those teams that can compete with the Dodgers? And I'm not talking for 162, as Jamie shakes his head. For those of you who are not watching I was shaking on off YouTube, the pitch, Brad. I was still uh, role-playing. Yeah, well, good for you. Good for you. Here comes a high, hard one. Uh, but the the answer is, can they do it in the postseason? And who are the teams that can? Because it is very quick. You can get knocked off your horse pretty quick. And, look, you've seen Shohei in the play. No, oh, I haven't. Well, you've seen Yamamoto pitch in the big li- Nope. I haven't. Nope. So, I don't know. I don't know. Jamie. So, you're saying there's a chance. That's right. Just get in. Seen Sonny Just Gray. get in. You ah, never know. Just get I in. mean, you want to talk about life lessons mm. or just a motto? You thinking about a, a tattoo, maybe yeah. a little classy we forearm We talked about t-shirts piece? again. Just mm. get in. Uh, on the front, just get in. And on the back, you never know. Mm-hmm. Jamie's been telling so me that for a while. I wouldn't do that. Why? No, I would sell that as two separate shirts, Jamie. Really? Yeah, because it's double your money. So, could, but would it make sense standalone? Just get, just in? get in? Oh, yes. But you never know? Yeah, of course. I don't know if that's a standalone. No, you never know? That's yeah. a life. Like, you could be walking through, pick your favorite store. You're going to, like, right now everybody's at Target uh, and, and say, you never know. It's like, dude, you're right. Mm-hmm. And they could be talking about something in their life. It could be. Yeah. Could you it be never a know. reversible True. shirt? Like, you can reverse oh, it? Oh, charge double for the shirt? Charge double for the I'm shirt. I'm not going to pay it's double reversed. for a reversible shirt, though, Jamie. You're in the shirt biz. You're yeah. slanging those tees. That's that's a tough one. You don't necessarily make your money back on What about a package shirts. deal, though, where you take a couple of dollars off of the pair of shirts? Mm. Where it's like you could buy one for twenty five ninety nine mm. or two for $40. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Put them in different colors. You never too. know and just get in. Mm-hmm. Just get in. You never know. That's I'd buy the rich dad those. talking right it there. Right I'd there. buy both those things. Yeah, you would. 
You take them both. Yeah. All right, that's Brad Thompson. This Put is 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane. We're going to get back into the and blues, fun. and why scoring first is pretty much imperative for them. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Here the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers here driving the bus today with Brad Thompson, who's in here for the full show, and our guy Andrew Marsh working the dials. Anthony Stalter taking a much deserved day off to spend. He's not fun. accountable. Like that's the thing with him. <laughs> He's the only I mean, one. I mean, be here. <laughs> just, just show up. Yeah. So he shows up every day. Doesn't know who the hell's on his show. Just, just chipper, happy yeah. as can be. Best teammate ever. I hope he enjoys a, a yeah. beautiful Christmas. Exactly. So we we're talking earlier about the Blues and the fact that uh, when they score first. I think they're thirteen and they've one lost or, one game or fourteen and one. I'm not sure exactly, but they've only lost one game when they score first. And they had a great comeback victory against the Dallas Stars, down by two goals, come back, win that game. That was a huge moment for them. But overall, it's been score first and you win for the Blues and BT. Like, I don't know how you equate this to baseball or any other sport. Or heck, you watch the Blues games and you know you've got your own ideas and thoughts, but. Why do you think that is, that a Dude. team scores first and that's the only way, really, that they've been winning? So it's it's really interesting because I feel like we had a text earlier at the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646, and it was just saying, I just want this team to have an identity. Well, there it is. Like, that's your team's identity. Like, they are a team that plays well ahead. Like, that, that, is, that is what they do. But every team, like, has a different thing. There are some teams, and Jamie, you've probably been on teams like this, where they responded to getting punched in the mouth. Like, not that you wanted to be down, but it happened, and then all of a sudden you fight back, you win a lot of games. There are other teams that play from ahead really well and then are great at going from there and then stepping on the throat. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this we're in a in a position to take advantage of this. Let's do it. The Blues are doing that. Like they, they when they get there, they do that. And then there are other teams or which are the most maddening for me, Jamie, is the team that gets ahead and then starts playing a little bit more tentatively, playing Tight. yeah, playing yeah. to not lose the lead as yep. opposed to to gaining it. So I feel like every team has its own like little quirk, but you know the game of hockey inside and out and you're watching these guys and you know these guys, do you see something stylistically about their game that changes when they have a lead? So, yes and no. Let's go back to the, the root of it. Okay. okay. The root of it is that if you don't score first, you're losing the game. And a lot of games that we've seen... This, that sucks when you give up a goal early. So, exactly, right? And a lot of the, the losses that have happened is because they're not ready to go. Right away. And then when the push comes, it's too far behind. Yeah. And like that was a prime example the other night in Tampa Bay where the Lightning coming off a big Western Canadian swing, uh, their first game back at home. Uh, they've been giving up a lot of goals recently. Like everything was set up to where you should have been able to take advantage of this. Even though they've got a lot of really good players, you're still able to maybe take advantage of it. And you didn't. 
you came out kind of flat, and you got down by two. Then you had a turnover late in the, thir- in the late in the first period. Ends up making three nothing before you get to the second period. That's too much. Yeah, that's that's almost insurmountable because that team is too good, and they got a guy named Vasilevsky in between the pipes that just decided, you know, you're just not going to score on me uh, once, but that's it. So for me, it's a frame of mind of being ready to go immediately. And Drew Bannister did address that. The day off in between the two Florida games, between Tampa and Florida, he started the practice off with like a uber-competitive drill. Small area game, guys playing like hardcore, tooth and nail, and he just said this group has to be ready from the moment their skates touch the ice to compete immediately. Rather than touching the ice, waiting to see how everything's going to go, and then trying to hit the throttle. Yeah, feel it out, right? Yeah. And that is something you know this uh, very well, better than anybody. That other teams, you, you scout the other team, you scout every little bit about them, and you know that. I guarantee you that is part of the game plan coming in against the Blues is get to them early and you will crush them. You will see it. it, it just go in there and do what you want to do early on, and then they will just drift away. And you have to be able to break that. Now, is this something that you think that Bannister is saying that Craig Berube wasn't? which hopefully is is the case because, again, let go of a coach. Uh, or is it just something where it's a fresh voice saying the same things and all of a sudden you have that realization as a player. It's like, yeah. oh, you got one guy fired. Maybe we should start listening. I think a lot of it is still the same, BT, but I think what happens in this case in particular is the players start to realize that maybe it wasn't the message, maybe it was the players. Maybe it was them not responding. Because otherwise, what I, well, I, I would hope so. Like, so let's just let's just be silly for a second here. Okay. So we go. Okay. So Drew Bannister now is demanding compete right away. Really, don't think Craig Ruby was. Yeah, you know, Cheech is, he seemed laid back to yeah, me. No. A guy that was just like, you know what? Look, <laughs> if you aren't a two hundred foot player, you don't want to be complete. That's you. You're you fine. Do it, you're the fastest guy, <laughs> and you just go zip. You just shoo, 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 and you score, even though you're not scoring, and you do all these things. <laughs> or pick an example, like yeah, whatever I mean, your example right. ends up being. Again, Correct. there's just a blanket hockey mm. statement. Uh, no, I think that he was probably preaching those things. Yeah, so I think at this point, is it's it's like when you hear something, let's equate it to this. Okay. It's like you, we both have children, and you know how many times you tell your child something, whatever it is. You know, like, you need to do this. You need to do it this way. Too oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily. But then, like, the next-door neighbor or uncle who and so-and-so or cousin here says the same thing, and they respond to that person. Oh, Jamie. I mean, you are you know what I'm you're speaking to one of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves ever. Okay, Dad doesn't know everything. No, I don't know everything about a lot of things. Like baseball, like I know, especially like a youth baseball thing. I tell my son something twenty times. Mm-hmm. I have to start feeding it to another coach. Hey, can you tell him this? And then it's like, and then he's like, "Oh, you never guess what coach taught me." He's like, "Oh, buddy, that's fantastic." Freaking tastic! Uh-huh. That's really good. I would have never thought what of that. If, son. Yeah, I mean, holy cow! I did the same thing with Haas. Can't My one I son, that. he wouldn't listen to anything I said, as when I coached him. So I had to deal with the assistant coach. I go down, tell him what to tell Haas. He'd tell him, and Haas would respond. Actually, like he was the greatest coach ever. He was a great coach. Yes. great guy. 
but I was spoon feeding him what to say. Yet my sure, my words <laughs> were falling on deaf ears. So, but dr- that's coaching. That's coaching. So, and maybe that that it's a really interesting way to get into it. I didn't mean for us to get here, but that's part of Drew Bannister's gig now too. Is building a quick relationship with all of his other coaches to see who he needs to do that with. Yeah, like hey, who. Who are you tight with? Okay, great. <laughs> That's your dude. And then That's your guy. Yeah, help That's me. your department. Yes. Help me help them. But like I mean, that's, that's got to be one of the though. hardest things for him. It's because smart. you're coming in, you're trying to do all these things. You're trying to show that you're not going to put up with this and you want to compete and obviously he takes this opportunity very seriously. He'd love to be a head coach in the NHL Absolutely. for the next however long. And I hope that happens for him. But you also have all these uh, you have relationships that you have to build with the players, and you also have to do it with the staff. And I would think that, Jamie, and you and I haven't talked about this at all, I'm sure that there are plenty of guys that are on the staff that would have loved to be elevated into such a position as well, right, if they were going to be there already. So you have to kind of work around some of those things. I don't think it's the easiest thing to come in as an interim coach and see a team ascend. It's tough. Your manager has been put in a tough spot. We talked about it, I think, the second segment of the show is, like, this isn't easy to come into a team that their last head coach was a very popular figure, was a very successful coach, and then the assistant coaches and the staff that is surrounding him, they were all pro-Baruby because those are his guys. And so now you're coming into an environment that's difficult because you're the new guy. You're trying to get to know everybody, trying to get to know your assistant coaches. To your point, uh, maybe – somebody on the staff thought they should get the opportunity. Maybe they don't. I, I don't know that to be true. No, but, but it's a human element. But why right? wouldn't you, would, you like, would think? If yeah. I was an assistant coach, you'd be like, well, I would have liked to have a yeah, chance. Yeah, I could do that. I don't not like the guy who's here now, but yeah. I just would have liked to have a chance to do that. I think Doug Armstrong just wanted a completely fresh set of eyeballs and a new voice. Because sometimes when you elevate an assistant coach, you're elevating someone with the same message and same delivery as the guy that was just here. A lot of the, a, a, a lot of that is all been been produced because yeah, this is our way. That's right. So now, when you bring in somebody brand new, it really is a fresh beginning for some of those players, so that some of the things that you like or don't like about a certain player, there's no carryover because you're experiencing it for the first time. So I think that the, all of this together creates a situation to where. You know, Drew Bannister's got a lot of work to do. The players have a lot of work to do. The coaching staff as as, as a whole, Brad, have it's a lot entirety, of work to do Jimmy. as well. Um, and they've got to get to a point where scoring the first goal can't be the end-all, be-all. Yes, it'd be nice to do that, but if you get down by a goal, there has to be some pushback. There has to be some fight in this group because you're not going to get ahead in every game. And if you expect that, then you're going to be out of the playoffs. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they uh, continue to respond. So far, so good under Drew Bannister. And again, I, I was not, uh, not that my opinion matters, but I'm here to give it anyhow. Um, I, I was not in the uh, I agree with Army's move camp, um, but the team has responded to this point hopefully continue to be consistent and at the end of the day i want the blues to be successful and i'd like drew banister to be successful so a uh, best of luck he's brad thompson jamie rivers here andrew marsh uh, the yamamoto contract is a really interesting contract and i wonder if that has changed the market overall for starting pitchers moving forward we'll get into that we come back here on the fast lane on 101 espn Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So what the Dodgers have gotten, quite simply, is probably one of the 10 best pitchers in the world. And it costs them $325 million to do it, but that is $325 in an offseason where they've already spent $700 million on Shohei Otani and another $136 million on Tyler Glasnow. This is the Dodgers, Scott, assembling the Avengers and putting together the super team they hope to end all super teams in Los Angeles. Well, that was Jeff Passan talking about... The Yamamoto deal, and you know, to give us a little bit of a landscape there on that one, went Avengers on us too. He did. He did. I mean, I felt like dropping the Avengers thing really uh, painted a picture for me. But are the the good Avengers or the evil Avengers? Mm. Well, real quick, uh, Marshy, and yeah. you're, the, you're the Marvel and Avengers guy. Um, I, what did I miss? Is there's an evil Avengers? I just made it up. Oh, okay, because like, I, I was like, is there them. one where they were, got possessed or something? I thought. I mean, they're I, not called like the evil Avengers, but there's like, what are they called? Well, I, it just depends on which story you're looking at. In Secret Wars, you know, all of the well, Secret Wars is that a movie? Well, if it's secret, how do we know? Well, it will it? be a movie. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. Right, that's that's secret, and that's uh, th- that's an ongoing discussion with uh, Disney. But um, there are. Uh, evil, evil villains and whatnot that that fight all of the the heroes. They're not called the evil Avengers, but we do know in Avengers: Infinity War, the Avengers lose. Oh wow, they lose. Oh. And maybe the, maybe the Cardinals. Spoiler who, alert! Who or Thanos. That? Was that Thanos? It was Thanos. Well, now I don't have to watch it. Thanks, well, they, you know what? Thanos had a lot of rings. He Cardinals did. have a lot of yeah. rings. They're going to take that oh, big old yes. fist. This is what we're doing. Yeah, they're going to stick the it fist. right. Use the gauntlet. In the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Take I that. mean, I won't bring up the fact that, you know, Thanos ends up losing to the Avengers, but... Well, I thought um, the you Avengers lost. You well, they did in that one movie. You're talking they, about a secret game now? No, not secret wars. I'm so lost. <laughs> I have no idea now if the Dodgers are going to win or lose. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe they'll lose it first. And then in the, the rest of the contracts that they have with these gentlemen... They might squeak in a World Series. Just out of curiosity, over the next 10 years, how many World Series do the Dodgers have to win in order for this to make sense? So this is a great question. Thank you. And, uh, Jamie, this is one where it's almost unanswerable. Because, well, I don't know. So so we know this. The last seven years, I I believe that the Dodgers have been to the postseason. I think it's 10 years in a row. We'll just go with that. Ah, They've been to the World Series three out of the last seven. Really good team. They add uh, two Marvel superheroes to it. Um, I don't know which one Shohei would be. What's your favorite, Marshy? Who's My your favorite, favorite is Spider-Man. Yeah, it's Spider. What? It's your favorite? Spider-Man's He's awesome. He's like the least powerful of He's all He's so of them. nerdy. It's just like. I know, but he relates more to the common, the person. common person. He has common, you know, He has common powers, too. I mean, who can't He's Spider-Man. He can... Yeah, you everybody know? could do that. 
Sorry, who, who would you who would you rather use? I mean, Thor? almost anybody other than Iron Man. Who? I mean, are you talking about a guy that can relate to the common man? That's Iron Man right there. <laughs> Rich Dad. <laughs> All right, so they, they add those two. They they add those two, whoever, right? They add Iron Man and the Web Slinger. Uh, so they get both of those guys over there with the Dodgers. Um, it's it, it does change things for other teams that are looking at it now. I don't think there's no such thing if you're another team. It's like, well, now we pivot and now we add this. Your market there is, is still, no pivot. The, the Cardinals are getting Hawkeye. So your pivot is still, it's Snell Montgomery is oh, yeah. still your market. Well, now we're going to go spend a so billion. Those are the guys I... right now. And, and if, you're, if you're the, the uh, gosh darn it, I forget the guy. There's a, a Japanese free agent next year. I forget his name. A starting pitcher. We'll hear it a lot next year. He's over there just already counting money he doesn't have probably. And if you are Montgomery and Snell, like you're sitting here saying, hot damn. Oh, who lost on this one? Mm. Oh, Yankees. You still need a guy, do you? You got a lot of money. Cohen, we'll come to dinner at your house. Red Sox, you lost out on this also. Like, you have a lot of teams that were in on the Yamamoto who are now in need of an ace. And I guarantee we got a lot of texts. Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646 saying, look, Cardinals are still in need of an ace. Do you see them spending upwards of $200 million on an ace? Who? By the way, Mon- Cardinals right no. now. No. Montgomery's market didn't need the – but <laughs> – No. Montgomery's market, he's pushing towards $200 million right now. That's insane. This was a guy – sorry. Coming into the season last year, Jamie, I think that it would have been very – like, I think – we could have easily said, hey, I think that he'll sign a four-year deal, maybe $75, 80000000 million. And now he's going to sign a deal – Absolutely north of 150, potentially pushing 200 million. And good for Jordan Montgomery. I'm happy for him, but that's strike seems when crazy. the iron. Of course, it seems crazy signing any of these pitchers to these obscene contracts, especially as Janet mentioned earlier. Anybody over five years is it's almost a fool's errand. But it's a price of doing business at this point. If you want to land the pitcher, you land him. We got another text a little bit earlier. And I don't have it in front of me. But it said, it's crazy to spend this much money, and again, paraphrasing, crazy to spend this much money on a pitcher when the league is trying to make it harder on pitchers. Because all the rules are like oh, legislating, it worse. let's go faster, mm-hmm. and then, you know, yeah. like all things are, are changing that way. But it does tell you, and I think it was a great text, but it also tells you teams know how important great starting pitching is, and they're still willing to pony up for it. Like, you still need those guys. When I get into October, I want one-two punch. I want Wheeler Nola. So, BT, answer me this. I shouldn't say answer me this. Give me your opinion on this, because there is no direct answer yet. But the way that baseball is trending right now, now the 18-second pitch clock with guys on base and all this stuff – does the starting pitcher five years from now, all these teams that gave these long deals, are they regretting it because the starting pitcher's not obsolete, but you can find a number of players that can pitch four or five innings because that's where you're going to be? Yeah, you no, know, it's again another good question. Write that on the board, Jamie. That's Thank two you. this whole segment. Yes. Um, and you get three. That's there's a bonus. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Um, chocolates? No, I yes, yes, company chocolates. An award? Do you get half of them? Because I've just been munching. They've been lunch today. Sure. Um, so. I, I don't I think the landscape is going to change. I think that you're gonna see a lot of quote unquote smart teams that start doing it a different direction where it's you might even see like piggyback situations. You might see these super relievers who are ready. You might have 
three innings, two days off, three innings. Like I, I could see teams doing this, and a team like the Rays maybe starting things off. I'm just looking at it, going and, like, if this is the way it's trending, why would you be spending? So like- that's my thing. It, f- philosophically, if I'm a team that is going to go out there and pony up this sort of money for a starting pitcher and make that kind of a commitment, I also want to make a commitment that starting pitching is very important to me as a team, as an organization. My expectation is not for you to go out there for five innings and then you shake hands and we have four for our bullpen. No. You're going to go out there and you're going to find that dog, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't just, whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. You Put don't just flyers. sit there. You don't give up. Yes. No, mm-hmm. you don't give up. So I think that that is something that I would love to see change, but we've gone the opposite direction. You're still going to have your unicorn, Jamie. You're still going to have your guys that go deeper and deeper into ball games, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. And the Snell deal is the one that I'm really interested in whenever that comes down of how many years he gets, what the back end of that contract looks like for him. I think there will be, to answer your question, some people upset about the deals they sign. That's Brad Thompson, Jamie Rivers here, Andrew Marsh. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're going to get right back into your St. Louis Blues because we've got the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, coming up next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers driving the bus here today. We head out to our celebrity line to be joined by the voice of the blues, the very own Chris Kerber. Kerbs, how you doing today, bud? Jamie, I'm doing well. Hope you got some rest last night. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Curbs. I got up this morning, and uh, one, I didn't know where I was because uh, yep. I've been in so many beds here recently. Think of that however you want. Hmm. But um, also, two, is uh, I didn't have the, the lovely sound of the waves crashing in against the beach and the breeze coming in. I woke up to some rain and some cold, so I was a little a little off balance, to say the least. <laughs> I, I, I like no joke. I don't think I know. I've known what day it is, like the actual day of the week for about a month and a half right now. Well, Curbs, happy Friday. Like, I I'm, I'm like, I'm like two days. I'm like two days <laughs> off right now. Like, is this is this Saturday? Is today Saturday? I keep thinking tomorrow night is Christmas Eve. That's how screwed up I am. Yes, I, I'm in that. I've actually done that three times. Too. I'm like, I got to get stuff done. I don't want to work tomorrow. And I was like, what's tomorrow? I go. Christmas Eve, I don't. She goes, you got a game. I go, oh my god, we got an extra day. Sorry, yeah. we're in there. You can't have too much celebrating if you do two Christmas Eves. That'll be fine. Uh, this is totally, uh, totally off of the radar. Here it has nothing to do with the Blues, but Marshy brought it up earlier. Right. I, don't, I don't know how we got here, Curb. But we were talking about uh, Shohei Otani and Yamamoto and liken them to. I believe it was Jeff Passan that likened them to like Marvel oh, yeah. superheroes. Marshy's favorite Marvel superhero happens to be Spider Man. Didn't expect it, but uh, where are you at? Who's your favorite Marvel character? Boy, so I actually did. I have seen just about all those movies. It took us about three years to catch up. Um, We watched them in release order. So me and my girls, and they were the ones that wanted to do this. Um, No, it's it's not Spider-Man for me. I think, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, uh, let's see. Favorite Marvel one. You know what? I'm going Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah, I'm going Brie Larson all the way pushes, on that one. Who pushes back on that? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. No, 
Nobody would is, like is to. Is Thor an Avenger? Yeah, Thor's an Avenger. See, I like Thor. He's got, he's got long hair, and he's got the build, the big hammer. You know, yeah. I can see that. It works. The one thing I haven't figured out, though, is like, while all those other Marvels were like saving 1,800 universes and traveling back in time and getting Loki, you know, to do weird stuff, like, like, I don't know what Captain Marvel was up on her own doing, waiting until everybody was nearly dead to just come back and save the day. That's so I would like smart. some kind of I, I would like some kind of prequel into how she was killing her time while the rest of the universe was just getting destroyed. Well, it's a pretty easy one where she could go, I told you so. <laughs> I knew yeah. this wasn't going to work. Yeah, like, like, you know, instead of celebrating her return, like, yeah, she came back to save the day. How come all of them were like, one of them's missing a hand, the other one's lost brothers, you know, Black Widow's gone, and you're like, where the hell you been? On a, <laughs> just on a silence retreat. She's been fun. She's, She'll yeah, be back. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it worked out. It worked <laughs> a little punch of karma, <laughs> maybe. You're just like, like how, how does somebody that has more superpowers than all of them just disappear and decide, just, oh, I'll just hang out? It's a strategy, it's a curse. It's a lot of responsibility, right? It's like, yeah, I could help, but I don't know, let them figure it out. We all have that it's child. Like, hey, it's like your, your kids, right, Curbs? Like, you could help them with certain things, but you're like, you know what? they got to learn a lesson here. I mean, Ant-Man was lost in somebody's blood system for like 15 years, and she's like, oh, this is cool. What do you guys need? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, so I don't, I'm not sure that I helped you out there. Fellas. No, you're you fine. Did. You you're did. fine. I like that. You went a different direction. I like that. Curves, uh, as we dive into the Blues here a little bit here, they got one game before uh, a couple of days off for the holiday. You know, four games now under new interim head coach Drew Bannister. What are some things that you've noticed about this club in those four games? Listen, I, I actually think my favorite thing so far might have been Pavel Butchnevich's, uh, Butchnevich's, yeah, nice curves. Pavel Butchnevich's <laughs> comments to Matt DeFranks after the game last night. When when Matt asked him, you know, did, did you feel like this was kind of a rebound after essentially getting benched for the final 12 minutes of the third period against Tampa? And, and Pavel's response was, no, I don't think like that. He goes, I, it, he actually says, I deserve to be benched there, you know, but I'm not 20 anymore, so I don't worry about games that are passed. And just the fact that, you know, so much of that word accountability, and it's overused in my book because I don't know accountability only works one if it's used a certain way and two if it's then accepted by whoever's being held accountable if that makes any sense but but i think that that's a heck of a message that drew bannister sent in that game by sitting what i think is probably the best all-around 200 foot player on this hockey team uh from skill wise talent wise place power play penalty kill all that for him to accept it then come out and say i deserved it and then have the game he did i I just think that that's a really good sign in terms of what this team is expecting down the road. Now, along those lines, then, it's always the response to adversity. We saw them come back in the Dallas game, which was good, and then we saw a much better team game against Florida than we saw against Tampa. You put those three things together, Jamie, and I I think that's what what probably jumps off the page at me the most in uh, the first four games under Drew Bannister. Curbs talking about the Booch benching and then the bounce back by Booch in that line against the Panthers. You know, what kind of an impact do you think that that has had now on this team? Watching, to your point, one of your best, if not the best, all-around player. He competes every game. He's a good dude. Teammates like him. He got benched, which everybody it was an eye-opener, but then he responds by coming back the next game and having a big game. What kind of an impact do you think that has? 
Well, I think it's got to have a huge impact on somebody like a Jordan Cairo, right? Or, you know, you, so even even a Jake Neighbors looking at what's going on. Uh, if you're a Tyler Tucker, if you're a Scott Perunovich, if you're a Joe Hofer, you know, I, I think it's got to say, hey, if this coach, you know, is, is willing to do that with him, but then he responds that way, what excuse do you have? Now, the, again, like I said, when it comes to accountability, Jimmy, in my opinion, the only way that works is if guys accept it. Um, I think we've seen Jordan Cairo face adversity, accept it, meet it, and come out really good on the other end with a couple of good games. We just saw Pavel Buchnevich, and and I think that those are just important growth games and growth moments for this team. Now, the, the one thing that we saw over this weekend that you know, I, I think you'll agree with me on this, but again, I'll defer to you on this. I, I still think that there is a tremendous amount of room for this team to come together as a team and play more for each other um, in certain moments. And I liked what we saw, for example, when even though I don't think that it was a, a negligent hit on Jake Neighbors uh, by Kulikov in that game, I liked the way that when he went, Kulikov went behind the net, it was Krug and Shen that went after him a little bit. And so I, I'd like to see more of that kind of just fighting for each other. And I think if that happens over the next uh, – little while this team could find itself on a run maybe you answered this in part of the Buchnevich his handling here by Drew Bannister but aside from wins and losses how should we be grading the job he does in the interim uh I I think do you see for, for me I think it's probably do you see more consistency from from the guys you know like a Cairo and stuff like that who it's time to start seeing that uh, do you continue? And, and I'm look, listen, I'm also looking for how certain scenarios are being used here. Um, I, I thought, uh, like every time you're seeing the Thomas line on the ice, for the most part, you're seeing Pareko and Letty with him. You know, so you, you've got really your shutdown defense guy with Pareko and, and, and your top even strength defense guy with Pareko on the ice with your top line who can make up maybe for more mistakes than some of the other guys, right? Uh, it's, 30 seconds, you've got a two-goal lead, there's 30 seconds to go on a power play, and with a power play that's still sputtering just a little bit, you go ahead and you put, you know, you put Krug, I'm sorry, you put Falk and you put Letty out on the ice, two defensemen, just to make sure that you don't give up that shorthanded goal kind of thing. I think there are coachable moments like that. And, and the other thing that you, there's no doubt that his marching orders from Doug Armstrong were uh, accountability and kind of management of this team, and you know, so far, I think it's been a, a heck of a good start for him. Curbs, last one for you here, and uh, this is about Joel Holfer. And certainly not a question of a goaltender controversy, because you know how I feel about Jordan Bennington and how, how much I, I like him and love him as a goaltender. But it it is nice for the Blues to have the luxury of tapping on Joel Holfer, and he's able to go in and put out a performance like he had against the Panthers. Yeah, and, and you know we talked about maybe rebound games for Jordan Benning or for uh, Jordan Cairo and and Pavel Buchnevich. I think Hofer needed one as well. You know he'd gone out a couple games, struggled a little bit, maybe fought it just a little bit, um, and 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 he came in when the Blues needed him to do exactly what he needed to do. Jordan Bennington had started five straight games, wouldn't shot enough. Bennington's numbers against the Blackhawks in his career have been fantastic. Uh, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't, but at the same time. It wouldn't shock me at all with the way Joel played in that game. If Joel got the call last night, it just gives Jordan another few days off during the holiday break because you've got some big, tough games coming up with Colorado, Pittsburgh, Dallas, uh, Carolina coming up after the break. So um, a, a great game for him. 
and they need him. Look, if you're going to, and Doug Armstrong said this last night, he, he said, I, I believe we still can make the playoffs here. And, and if that's, if that is the goal. And, and stating that, you know, finishing in third in that area is wh- where that target is. You're going to need Joel Holford to play and play well, because I still think in that situation, unless you really overwork your starter, you've got to get 25 to 28 points from your number two goaltender. So I thought it was a great game for Joel Hofer, and uh, um, he showed some humor in his comments after the game with both he and neighbors getting bit by the curved glass. And, you know, I, I, you, you got to like the feel of that there. So I, great game for him. And, you know, and, and again, like I said, and, and I'm right there with you. you, you know, I'm a Bennington honk. And I, I said this before the Tampa game, I'll still say it even after the Tampa game. If you, if I got to win a game seven, the two goaltenders I would be looking at in the NHL to do that right now are Vasilevsky or Bennington. And, uh, but having said that, you know, Hofer, if he does get on a little bit of a run, it can help this team and it's only beneficial to everybody. I agree. Curbs. Great stuff as always. Hey buddy, uh, enjoy the holiday. Have a great Christmas with your family, which is Monday, which is Monday curbs. Got it. We'll, we'll catch up to you following the holiday, but have a great one. All right. You guys, uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody, and uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow night at the rink and then have a great little break. Awesome, Curbs. Christmas, Curbs. Thanks yeah. a lot. Again, Take that care, was guys. Chris Kerber, voice of your St. Louis Blues, right here on the Blues Radio Network, which is 101 ESPN. When we come back, we're going to have a little fun. We like to do this on a yearly basis. BT absolutely loves this game. I think you'll love it, too. It's called Bowl or No Bowl. Oh, I thought it was called Show Us Your Bowls. Yeah. Or that. Coming up next here on 101 ESPN. Either way. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right. I hope you're ready to discuss some college bowl game scenarios. Welcome back to the Fastlane Hero 101 ESPN. This is definitely the moment you have all been waiting for. Bowl or no bowl, be Jamie, I gotta be. I don't think I'm gonna do well in this one, and the main reason is there was a bowl earlier uh-huh. that Marshy did in an update that I absolutely <laughs> would have said no bowl. There's it's a, not a bowl. There's a lot of them now. It used to be easy when we were kids. Yeah. You're like you knew. Cotton sugar bowl. bowl. Yeah. Peach bowl. That's legit. Yeah. Now you've got the ratemytoilet.com bowl. Mm, that's like, actually I, a bowl. Well, I guess I got to scratch that one off. Yeah. 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 All right, Marshy. <laughs> you're driving this bus. And should All we right. keep score on this? Absolutely. I have uh, which bowls are real, which bowls are Ooh. fake. I'll now, write down which ones you guys get right. It. Is it so. one at a time or is it a consensus? No, both bowls. No, no, no. What? No. Two bowl. No. Are you going like me, then him? Or are we doing both of us? We come together. I think and have you guys an have to come together and mm. much like the uh, right. uh, prove me wrong, you two need to come together and figure out if it's I mean, real it or fake. Sounds climactic. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for bowl number one? Yes. Yes. We have the John Deere Great Plains Bowl. It's a real bowl, Jamie. I think that's a real bowl. It's a real bowl. You got two real teams and playing. And you got a real, real bowl. name. John yeah. Deere. And they wouldn't just add the Great Plains thing. I mean, that yeah. thing's happening. That thing's very specific. Very country. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. <laughs> that is indeed fake. <laughs> Son of a... Not a real bull. 
John Deere doesn't have a real bowl? thought this was America. It's not the John Deere Great Plains Bowl. What is it? I have no idea. I just bowl. made it up. <laughs> the grass bowl. There's no John, so there's no John Deere, or there is a John Deere, but it's not the Great Plains Bowl. I don't think there's a John Deere Bowl at all. Ah, damn. How things have fallen off where John Deere can't get himself Seriously. a bowl. Bang and star we've got, Jamie. Here we go. All right. All right, bowl number two, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Sounds so fake, but we messed up the John Deere one. So what? The Radiance? Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. (laughs) That's not real. (laughs) I think it is. Radiance Technologies. I don't know. What kind of cheese does Radiance Technologies have to do? I've never even heard of them. They're sponsoring bowls? It's one of those things where it's probably like some Like if you don't know, you don't need to know? He's tech money. They got all kinds of. Like nobody knew Yamamoto a month ago. He's got three hundred million dollars. Three, yeah, three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. Yeah. What do you think? I'll let you go. Let's go real. We messed right. up last time. He's not gonna go two fakes in a row. Ah, you got me. <laughs> Who's playing in that? Do we know? I have no idea. Never mind. Okay, don't worry. I won't ask <laughs> that question. Don't ask me. Fire <laughs> up chips. <Yeah. laughs> all right, bowl number three: the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. So Scooter's Coffee so, I mean, is Scooter's real. real. They've jumped all over They're everywhere town now. now. Yeah. Have you had Scooter's yet? I have had it like once or twice. You a Scooter guy? It's fine. I'm a coffee guy. Me too. I'm not like a, like, don't need like my Starbucks. I don't need my You're not a snob somewhere. I don't need my Scooter. I need my coffee. I need though. my coffee. Yeah. yeah. Being in all the rinks, and you know this too, all the ballparks, like, very seldom do you have the luxury of getting the fancy stuff. You're like, just give me a coffee. Whatever it is. Correct. Drink coffee right now. Love it. Yeah. Um, scooters seems like they're making a real push. <laughs> and I think. They are. I think they're going to pedal their way to a bowl. Okay. That's real. I'm with you. Yeah. Scoot, scoot. All right. The next bowl. By the way, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. That was Texas Tech against California. Texas Tech won 34 to 14. Oh, it's over? Yes. The Scooters oh. Coffee Frisco Bowl. Yeah. UTSA defeated Marshall 35 17. So those bowls have already happened. Hmm. Bowl number four. Hey, they have to keep coming for Marshall. <laughs> the Hooters Big Bowl in Scottsdale. It better be one. Hooters Big Bowl. I don't Scottsdale. think so. I don't think they're gonna. They're you not get gonna one call bowl it the, or two for that one. Yeah, they're not gonna call it the big bowl. Like they're not. Hooters isn't just gonna go out there and say, "Look at these, look at this big bowl." They're not gonna. They'd be that. like two bowls. Yeah, because for some reason they'd get in trouble somehow. Yeah. Corporate marketing. It's like Hooters. I don't care who wears these shorts. Um, I'm saying yeah. no bowl. No bowl. All right. What's your take on those shorts, by the way? They're not comfortable. I know that. Yeah. Other than they that, they ride up pretty high. Sure do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about? And I, I got pasty legs, anyhow. Yeah, but I mean, you wear the like, pantyhose with them. That's a good call. That was a that was a miss by me. It was. It was a yeah. miss. Gives you like yeah. that natural fake tan. I'm gonna say revealing, legs. more more so than anything. Correct. But a fan, nonetheless. Okay. All right, bowl number five, the Costco Heritage Bowl. <sighs> I feel like that's real. It's Costco. They got everything. They got everything. And they do it's it in It's probably a bulk. really, like a huge bowl, too. Oh, of course like, more is. than you need bowls. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, we're going to be. This thing's got overtime written all over it, doesn't it? I hey, say yes. I'm going to go with you. Mm. Son of a. 
The Heritage Bowl. Sam's Club? So the Heritage Bowl actually is a defunct bowl, but the Heritage Bowl was was real at one point. So we get half a point. Then. No. All right, I tried. All right, the next one, we have the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Oh, I, can't, I mean, it's really no fake. That's, if, if, no if there way. is a Pop-Tarts Bowl, <laughs> we're not doing well. No. I, no it's fake. It's, <laughs> it's the easiest one we've had thus far. Noble. Oh. That is real. It's NC State <laughs> taking on Kansas State in Orlando on December 28th. Can you celebrate that if you win? Bro, we're Pop-Tart Bowl winners, baby. <laughs> Show me them tarts. That's a thing? <laughs> Pop-Tarts are making that much money with their sponsoring bowls, too. Like, Pop-Tarts are still, like, really... It's and I love a good Pop-Tart. Do you like it uh, just out of the package or I toasted? I never take the time to toast it. Just out of the package. I don't know if my in my life I've ever toasted what kind You should, of... though. You should. Put a little butter on it. Ugh, it's so what good. What if it's, like, strawberry person or, like, has oh, that much time? The cookies and cream one. I'm not putting oh, maybe butter not. on that. Well, if you do it with the cinnamon one. one. Do it for the cinnamon one. killer? I'm not. And I want to tell you if I was. Yeah. I'm uh, cherry's my favorite, the cherry one. It is very good. Blueberry is a good one too. I don't know if I've had that. Yeah. They used to be an easy go-to here over at 101 ESPN in the snack room. Snack? They were like a dollar. Mm. It was like bang for your buck. It's uh, one of the worst foods you could possibly eat in terms of like uh, uh, what's in it. Wait, it really? Fakes oh, you out. Terrible. Oh, don't tell you me. You feel that. like you're eating that fruit. That's a pot pie. Go ahead and get that in your life. <laughs> and a blooming onion. <laughs> Which are all delicious. They're all great. All right, you guys ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, we have the Rockstar Gaming Miami Vice Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this seems legit. Rockstar Gaming. So that's in Miami Vice. Like, so this is, uh, hmm. uh, what's the one? What's the game? Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Yeah. Oh, this seems real. Like, this is what the kids need to get behind. <laughs> Kids sitting there playing Grand Theft Auto, throwing somebody out of the car, yeah, picking great. up a prosty. Like I think, punch out an old lady and take a frosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Dairy Queen. You know, they have the frosty. Yeah, or for sure. Trendies. Yeah, this one's dipped. Um, I'm saying that's real. It's your choice. Let's <laughs> go real, Jamie. Okay, sure. Rockstar. I wish it was. <laughs> we wanted it so bad. I did. I like. I wanted. To, I figured uh, we have to figure out different ways to get the kids involved in all these sporting <laughs> things. Do attach <laughs> yourself to their favorite gaming company. <laughs> all right, we got time for That's one on more, Marcy. That's on. All That's right. All right. I liked it. We'll do one more. We have Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Okay, so wouldn't it be called the Frosted Flakes Bowl? He's getting a little uppity, isn't he? Yeah, like he's nothing without Frosted Flakes. Or is Frosted Flakes nothing without Tony the Tiger? Uh, Frosted Flakes are still delicious without yeah. Tony the Tiger. See, I don't think they need the Tiger. Although it's nice add-on, but like when you think Frosted Flakes, like you think of the little flakes covered in sugar. Like I don't think yeah, automatically. You think about like, like tweaking after you eat it. It's got so much sugar. It's got a little. Yeah. It's like Rice Krispies. Like, do you need the three little elves? No. Snap crack. But. I will say this, that if you do put your ear down, you hear the little popping. You Not necessarily it. snack crap. Crapple. <laughs> Crackle. Pop. It's a wrong bowl. <laughs> That's the chocolatey ones. <laughs> real bowl, though, Jamie. Sure. It's a real bowl. Last one. Real bowl. Drum roll. You got it! And told me to redeem ourselves. We know our bowls, don't we? We sure do, Brad. Well done. Bowls to the wall here yeah. on 101 ESPN, too. We're going to plant a lot of these bowls. We sure have. All right. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. We're going to get in some blues right before we have the gauntlet at 4 o'clock. Is Robert Thomas having a better season than we think? We'll talk about that. We come back here on 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Wrestling here on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Brad Thompson, and Andrew Marsh here. And one of the things that um, I wanted to discuss when it comes to the Blues is you know, a lot being talked about how the team maybe hasn't performed to certain people's expectations. Maybe they've exceeded other people's expectations. Not armies. Uh, maybe not, right? But when you look at the team overall, you got a young man right now who's leading your team in scoring and I don't know if I saw it happening exactly this way and, and that guy's Robert Thomas and Robert Thomas was part of the package of players him and Jordan Cairo signed you know eight times eight contracts eight years eight million dollars it's like 80 million Jamie yeah. I mean that's a lot of money uh, it's a little less than that but good guess Brad uh, if they invest properly yeah if they invest properly sure you pony up sure. forget about taxes yeah, yeah watch out for those taxes play some blackjack but uh good point that's always a great idea by the way no it's not just pyramid bet you'll be yeah, fine it's just no good um, but Jordan Cairo has taken some heat a little bit this year for certain things and he's got 23 points in 32 games Certainly has the ability to get back to that 70 to 80 point range. But Robert Thomas leading the team right now at 35 points in 32 games. He's a plus 12 on the season. And that's, you know, it's a stat that's like, eh, take it or leave it. But being plus 12, that's kind of a statement. So even if there's a couple of goals here or there that he deserves or not to be on Good the things ice, are happening when he's on the ice. 100%. And he plays against the other team's top matchups night in and night out. So what I ask of all of you, and you can text in to the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. Heck, you can leave us a mic drop if you want on this. Get on the mobile app, push that little microphone, and leave us a mic drop. Marsh, you'll get to it. But is Robert Thomas having a better season than we think? And, and I think the question to expand that is, did we think he was going to have this good of a season to where most of his points are coming at even strength? Because the power play has been abysmal. Oh, has it? Uh, yeah, not great, Brad. Oh, I didn't really dig in any of those numbers. Awful. Um, is it, here's my question uh, off the top. Um, who did you expect to be in the position that Robert Thomas is in leading the team in points? Well, I thought it was one of three guys, and the three guys are still at the top of the food okay. chain. It's Thomas, Buchnevich, and but it is. Uh, I didn't th- think anybody else had the firepower to sure. displace either of those guys. It is a big jump, though, as we talked about early in the season, of jumping into the role of being the guy. You have the contract, and then you have the responsibility. O'Reilly's gone. Not that I think that Tarasenko was like the like overall leader, but he was a guy that the opposition looked at and said, hot damn, we got to account for this yep. guy. Uh, and now you are one of those guys. So you mentioned playing against the other team's top lines. You're getting a lot of the attention. A lot of the game planning is surrounding you, and he's still able to get his points. I believe 23 assists right now. That's tied for 15th in the NHL. I would say he's having a great year. By the way, that that's 23 assists on a team that has 90-something goals. They're 23rd in scoring in the NHL. Yes, he is having a very good year. The hard part is this is any time when a team isn't living up to, or not even living up to expectations, when you're just not winning a ton, 
We've had this roller coaster. I think that oftentimes we don't look at the individual accomplishments and we look at the group. Mm -hmm. As a group, you're not winning enough. You're inconsistent. So maybe a season like Robert Thomas is having goes under the radar. But I'm glad you pointed out because it shouldn't. This is this is the future of the Blues. He has signed up for the next seven years after this one, right, Jamie? Oh yeah. So this is your guy, and he's doing everything you could ask him to do. So what I like about it, uh, what I like, and I I don't like about what's going on is that Robert Thomas is on a 85 to 90 point pace right now. Again, with an abysmal power play. He has zero power play goals on the season. He's got 12 goals overall. Okay. He's third in the league, I believe, in five-on-five points. The two guys that are ahead of him, pretty good hockey players. Name them. If I know who they are, they're good. Nathan McKinnon. Heard of him. And Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, both of those guys. Yeah. They're the only two guys that are ahead of Robert Thomas. What's Kucherov's nickname? Uh, Coochie. That's what I thought. Yeah. He, he actually be. demands it. Yeah. And Does he, he go with a Y it, or an IE? Um, it's more of an IE. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he says you got to say it a certain way, too. He's I like, get hey, it. Coochie. Why does like, he make you wink at him? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. He's a hell of a player, though. Sure we just is. saw him firsthand. Had a couple of goals against Real the Blues. Giver. He sure is. Distributor, mm-hmm. they call that, Brad. And uh, Robert Thomas being third in the league in five-on-five points. Something. It is something. So imagine now if... The power play can actually get some traction. Let's see the power play start. Okay. To- imagine somebody gave me $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> Let's imagine that the Blues power play is operating at, oh, I don't know, 16% instead of 9 okay. or 10. All right. That means Robert Thomas is going to get the, we call those bonus points. That could get him to anywhere between 90 and 100 points this year. If that's the case, that's $8 million well spent. Do you see, you're not going to go from last place to first place, but do you see the pieces? It has happened. Okay, great. Maybe it will happen. Do you see the pieces in place where this power play can get a lot better than it is currently? It should. I don't understand it. I mean, I watch it and I understand because there's times where. There's some overpassing. There's times where there's not enough movement by the players on the ice. There's times where uh, there's a shot that could be had. It's not had. There's blocked shots. There's missed opportunities. All of the above has led to the power play not succeeding. But that being said, is if you look at the overall power of the guys that are on the ice, the offensive output, like Tory Krug, people can say what they want. He's one of the highest scoring power play defensemen in the last 10 years in the NHL. So it was one of the biggest draws of bringing him in. It was. That was, you know, you're going to have a quarterback to your power play. So I think that this power play has obviously nowhere to go but up. But the the, the positive... Well, they do have 9.9% they could go down. They, that's tough. Well, that's, that's tough. not true because you have some goals. You're never going to get to zero at this point. never going to get to zero at this point, which is a positive. Yeah. But I, I do think that this power play will get better. They're simplifying some things. They're putting more pucks on net. They will find some kind of a rhythm and chemistry. And when they do, that'll help compete in games, and it'll certainly help boost some of the points for some of these top scorers. Jamie, this is something that you've pushed back on in the past, but I wonder now with the troubles with the power play, again, 9.9%, that's the bottom of the NHL, mm-hmm. just a tad bit off the top of the NHL, which is over... 33%. So hmm. there's some room. There's a little bit of room there. Do you think, and this could only happen at home games at Enterprise, do you think that it would help if everyone yells, shoot, hmm. as soon as they're on the power play and you get the the stick, you know, puck on the stick? Because as yeah. you mentioned, 
at times, a little bit of overthinking. Oh, do I bank the extra pass? A little little tic-tac-toe. Sometimes you just got to fold and read, let it eat. You do. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Brad? At this point, I encourage Blues fans to yell, shoot. Yes. I mean, because not yelling it hasn't worked so far, so we might as well yell it. And speaking of letting it out here a little bit, Janet is back with another mic drop. Yes. Here. Janet, what do you got to say? The Blues are playing to their talent level. They're not playing to their money that's given to them, but they're playing to their talent level. You can't expect people to play better than what they're able to. And this is just a mediocre team, and it'll be mediocre until these contracts wear out and they can finally sign somebody that is good, like a Matthew Kachuk or a Brady Kachuk. Unfortunately, they'll probably be quite a bit older by then. I'll take the Kachuk's dog at this point. Yeah, yeah, those are two pretty good players, and they, uh, yeah, they play the game the right way. They're unicorns in today's game. Uh, yes, a little throwback. A lot Toughness, of toughness. Probably yeah. could handle being coached. Which is nice. Like if you're looking for that, yep. Probably care about being a 200 foot player. Um, I think she does bring up a really good point, though. Like we, we always do this. Like he signed this long term contract. He's got to be this. By the way, Thomas is that. Like he is yeah. playing up to that level. He's earned his contract, as you, you've mentioned. We've seen some better things from Kairu. We saw it last year. Like you, you know what is in there for him, and you see why they gave him the deal that they did. But the team overall, it's not incredibly talented. So all of the little things that you talked about earlier, Jamie, and all of the little things that Drew Bannister is going to focus on, those have to be there. If you want to be a playoff team, you can't make mistakes. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. And as you laid out perfectly earlier, and for those that didn't listen, you better download that podcast because Jamie broke it down perfectly. And that was all brought to you by Dobbs Tyronado. Cha-ching. Uh, they have to come out with a reckless abandon and go out and put it on other people. Because if not, you're just not talented enough to just go back and forth with everybody. Well said, man. Very well said. That's Brad Thompson, Jamie Rivers here, Andrew Marsh. When we come back, it's the most exciting 15 minutes of your life. It's the gauntlet here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. It is time for the gauntlet. We've got David returning today. David, how we doing, bud? Doing, uh, doing pretty good, Jamie. All right. I heard you beat Anthony in hockey yesterday. Yeah. Is is that why he's not here today? Oh, he's powerful. I hurt his feelings. Yeah, he was upset. He took it pretty hard, David. I'm just saying. The guy is a competitor, Jamie, as you know. <laughs> yes. like, stuff like that is going to wear on him a little bit. It is. It is. All right, David. So you got your pick today of Marshy, myself, or BT. We'll throw BT in the mix, too. Who do you feel like playing Ooh. against today? Well, the last time I was on, BT is the one who uh, finished my hopes of getting a uh, a trophy, so I'm going to go with Andrew Marsh. Oh, I thought we had a revenge oh, match. Me too. Oh, wow. 
Wow. I mean, smart call by you, obviously, but <laughs> really went the other direction. All right, so Marshy has passed over. All right, so Marshy, are, are you? Uh, Hang on, we got David. Tell Marshy to spin the wheel so we can kick Marshy out of here. I'll beat it, Marshy. Marshy, spin that wheel. All right, Marshy spun the wheel. Now he's vacating the premises, and the cone of silence is wide open. Mike Ryder's gone home. There's nobody working nobody here today. Here. It's just us. So, Jamie, it could happen. You and I go off the rails. We yeah. say whatever we want. No one would come shut us down. Like, no. that's the scary part. We have a winner, though. We do have a winner. What did you want this time, David, against Marshy? Uh, I was kind of hoping for random. Well, you didn't get random. You got baseball. Well, all the more reason not to pick BT. Yeah, seriously. Although, I'll tell you what, Marshy's turned into a little bit of a mega mind when it comes to baseball. He's a baseball guy. He's a baseball yeah. hockey guy. I'm just saying, David, Slash you Vikings, better bring yeah. your A game, buddy. Uh, I'll pack a lunch. There you go. You All right. So to recap here, the rules, it's pretty simple. There's four questions. Each question's worth two points. If David uses the options and answers correctly, it's worth one point. Of course, if he gets it wrong, he gets zero points. David, are you ready? Let's do this. All right. Again, category is baseball. Question one. Jordan Walker was the Cardinals' first-round choice and the 21st selection overall in the 2020 MLB draft. Can you name the organization that owned the number one pick that year? Woof. In the 2020 <laughs> draft? Yes, sir. Well, there's a couple couple teams on the on the bottom floor there, so I'll take the options. All right, was it the Chicago Cubs, the Baltimore Orioles, or the Detroit Tigers? Baltimore and Detroit have been near the bottom the past couple of years, so I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore. Final answer? Final answer. Thank you. All right, question number two. Rafael Palmero slightly tainted 20-year career. What? Slightly. Included 569 home runs, 3,020 hits, and how many different teams Twenty years. Uh, give me the options, please. Did he play for three teams, five teams, or six teams? I'm going to go with three. Final answer. All right, David. Question number three: The last Cardinal to smack ten or more triples in a single season did so in 1997. Who was that player? 97, 13 triples. Let's have the options on this one, please. Sure. Was it Tony Womack, Delano DeShields, or Fernando Vigna? I am going to go with number four, Fernando Vigna. All right. Final answer? Final answer. All right. Question number four, David. Ichiro Suzuki he captured AL Rookie of the Year and MVP honors in 2001. Before he took the majors by storm, Ichiro played overseas for what Japanese Pacific League club? Wow. Everybody's getting into Japanese baseball. Grant's man. angry at everybody with these questions. You, you, you couldn't just ask what team he played for? Yeah, what team did uh, he play for? 
Uh, Major League, sorry. What team he played for? Major League. Yeah. In, no, in <laughs> Japan. No, no, that'd be too easy. I know. Uh, give me the options on this one, please. Did he play for the Oryx Blue Wave, the Nippon Ham Fighters, or the Tokyo Lions? This is a complete shot in the dark, but we're going to go with the uh, Ham Fighters. Final answer. All right, David. All right. Let's bring in Marshy here. He's snacking on probably Mike Ryder's chocolates in there that Mike Ryder left behind. I mean, huh. All right, Marshy's coming back in here. Marshy, how you doing, bud? Oh, he's got, that's right. He's got to go through his game face thing here. He does have a bit of a routine, he huh? He drinks the water even though there's no water in there. Nothing, that's a little show. bit, just a little bit. A little smidge. Were you eating Mike Ryder's chocolates in there? No, I wasn't, but uh, maybe I should have. I thought They're I pretty saw good. You dipping in there. No, I was just listening to some music. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, never mind the chocolates. You should pack a lunch. Okay. okay. Marsh, your category is baseball. All righty. Question one. Jordan Walker was the Cardinals' first-round choice and the 21st selection overall in the 2020 MLB draft. Can you name the organization that owned the number one pick that year? 2020, eh? Um, I th- was it uh, the Baltimore Orioles? Did they draft Adley Rushman? Let's use the options. Okay, was it the Chicago Cubs, the Baltimore Orioles, or the Detroit Tigers? Let's go with the Orioles, final answer. All right, Marshy, question number two. Rafael Palmero, his slightly tainted 20-year career included 569 home runs, 3,020 hits, and how many different teams? Options. Three, five, or six? Let's go with six, final answer. It's a good number. It's a serious number. It's a great number. You're not wrong, Marshy. (laughs) <laughs> All right, question number three. The last Cardinals to the last Cardinal to smack ten or more triples in a single season did so in nineteen ninety-seven. Who was that player? Options. Was it Tony Womack, Delino De Shields, or Fernando Vigna? Ninety-seven, huh? Yeah. How old were you, Marshy? I was one year old. Don't like that. Yeah, you remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with uh, who was it? Uh, Delino De Shields. We'll go with him. Final answer. Final answer. All right. Question number four, Marshy Ichiro Suzuki. He captured AL Rookie of the Year and MVP honors in 2001. Before he took the majors by storm, Ichiro played overseas for what Japanese Pacific League club? Options. Did he play for the Oryx Blue Wave? The Nippon Ham Fighters or the Tokyo Lions? Hmm. I think it's the Lions, but man, do I want to use the the Ham Fighters? Is that their name? Yeah, the old Ham Fighters. Nippon, 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 Nippon Ham Fighters. I don't know the answer to this question. Did they? The Nippon paper cranes. Oh, these are different. This I is the Nippon to, ham I, fighters. I gotta go with the ham fighters. This is way too cool of an answer to to not choose. So, uh, right. ham fighters. Final answer. All right, BT. Let's go over these. Uh, let's start with uh, question one. 
Jordan Walker was the Cardinals' first-round choice and the 21st selection overall in the 2020 MLB Draft. Can you name the organization that owned the number one pick that year? David, with the options, you said the Baltimore Orioles. Marshy, with the options, you said the Baltimore Orioles. Answer is... It is the Detroit Tigers. Ah, Detroit Tigers. Spencer Torkelson was ah, first off. Oh, Spencey. Spencey. It's all right. Everything's all even, Steven, still. Nothing hurt. All right, let's go to question four. Ichiro Suzuki captured AL Rookie of the Year and MVP honors in 2001. Before he took the majors by storm, though, Ichiro played overseas for what Japanese Pacific League club? David. You said, give me the ham fighters. Yeah. Marshy, you said, give me the ham fighters. Both of you use the options. Answer is. I love the ham fighters. But the answer is the blue wave. Oh, yeah. Oryx blue wave. All right, BT, can we get a score update, please? Yeah, that would be carry the 2-0-0. Zero, zero. All right, question three. And we'll actually go back to question number three, the real question number three. The last Cardinal to smack <laughs> 10 or more triples in a single season did so in 1997. Who was that player? David, you took the options. You said Fernando Vina. I don't know why I say it all the time like that, but it feels right. And Marcia, you took the options. You said Delino De Shields. Answer is... Delino De Shields. Yeah, Delino De Shields had 14 that That's a year. lot of triples. Marshy up one nothing, headed into the final question. Final question. Rafael Palmero's slightly tainted 20-year career included 569 home runs, 3,020 hits, and how many different teams? David, you took the options. You said three. Marshy. You took the options. You said six. If David is right, we go to a walk-off. If Marshy is right, Marshy wins. If neither player is right, Marshy wins. BT, answer is. The teams are the Cubs, the Rangers, the Orioles. And that's it. That's Three. It. David. Walk it Ooh. off. We're walking it's it off, walk baby. Wow. We are walking it Ooh. off. Great great pitching door right now. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The rules are as follows. I will read off the question. David, don't say a word. Marshy will have the first opportunity to write down his answer as fast as he can. Or he can take as long as he wants. It's up to him. Not mm. saying you'll cheat. Some people have in the past. Not saying you, David. But Marshy will write down his answer. As soon as he writes it down, David, we're going to come to you for an answer, and we need it quickly. No him and her Han and all that stuff. And then the closest to the pin will win today. Do you understand, this David? we have to do math. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll try to make the math as simple as possible. All right, BT, you're on that. I'm ready. You got the calculator, right? Yeah, of That's course what I have What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our overtime tiebreaker question here. I really shouldn't need a calculator on this. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That's how I feel doing my kids' work. All right. Here we go. The Cardinals last made the NLCS in 2019. That squad's leading home run hitter was Paul Goldschmidt, who mashed how many long balls that year? 
All right. Marshy? Mar- Marshy has got his All answer. All right, we have Marshy's answer. David? 42. All right, we've got a winner here. David? You have chosen poorly. You lose! Not today! <laughs> Marshy, what was your answer? 36. 36. The real answer is 34. Marshy Ooh. missed by two. Ooh. David, great job today, buddy. Thanks a lot for playing along. Thanks for listening. And happy holidays, man. Hey, happy holidays to you guys. And uh, I'm going to go enjoy some uh, Angel's Envy now. Oh, oh, look at you. Now, are you going with the bourbon or the finished rye? I went with the finished rye. Oh, so sweet. Now you're killing me. Oh. Now I want to go and beat you. You got the last two hours here, okay? Sounds good. <laughs> Where can you get the uh, Angel's Envy? You can get that at Dirt Cheap. <laughs> Remember, have fun, but be careful out there, everybody. <laughs> David, great job, man. Have a great Good holiday. Job, David. You guys, too. Thank you. <laughs> right. That was a close one. It was I a mean, really good one. Marcy, I'm thirsty, ooh. though. I'm so thirsty. Told I was you earlier, I got, a, uh, I got a nice little care package Christmas gift from Chip with I a couple know. of bottles in it. John Kelly never sent me anything. Well, you know. What's going be on? Be a better already? partner. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Uh, following the gauntlet here. Coming up next, we've got What's Trending on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Brad Thompson, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Gentlemen, Shohei Otani was at the Los Angeles Rams game last night. What? And Yamamoto was supposed to be there as well. They introduced Shohei Otani last night at the game like he hasn't lived in L.A. for, what, the past six years? It's incredible, isn't it? It's like, welcome to the real L.A. It's like when you actually get into the real club. It's like, this is what they look like here? He's, he's been on the Angels, Jamie, and they're rolling him out to the crowd. It's like, we accept you now. We expect you to actually be in the postseason. This probably is going to be fun. somewhere uh, in between, like on the outskirts. You know, he, he basically lives in L.A. Sure. Do you think that he, if you're Shohei Otani, do you move? Like, it's not like he was hurting for money beforehand. Do you, you think that he's got I, a good he probably spread? probably lives somewhere. Like, probably lives on, uh, oh, what beach is that? Oh, the Pacific Ocean. No, no, there's a specific beach. I Newport. Think, Newport Beach. Probably lives on Newport Beach. Yeah. And he probably just traveled like, come on. He doesn't have to move. It's gorgeous there, too. He's oh, got he's got chopper money, too. He could probably do that if you... Yeah, no, don't do that. Get to the chopper. Don't do that. Um, but, uh... Well, that'd yeah. be kind of fun. Sure. Maybe. Maybe he negotiated that in his deal. I wouldn't. At this point, I just think that, uh... Traffic is good for sometimes good for the uh, the soul. You know what I mean? Time to think. Or just get a driver. Probably, with like you a know nice he's got a driver. SUV, kickback, oh. PS5 in the back of the vehicle. PS5? It'll be fun. Um, MLB the show uses himself. Is that taboo, by the way? If you're if you're a professional athlete, can you uh, play you with your yourself. own? Can you play with yourself? Yeah. Huh? I think you have to. Yeah. It's if, weirder playing like with MLB other guys. Like MLB the show or like, oh. you know, that, yeah. Isn't that weirder to play with another guy? 
Like, I mean, it is. You but do you. I think, wouldn't it be overkill if you're just playing with yourself the no. whole time? No. Maybe you learn some things about yourself. Like, you holy could. cow, look how I manipulate this thing. So, were you ever in a video game? Oh, yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. The first time I was in a video game, did you play MLB with yourself? The show. Of course I played with myself. Yeah. I made all my friends play with me. I said, look, here's this <laughs> game. You're all getting it. I don't care if you have yeah, they are. an Xbox, a PlayStation, whatever. You guys are all playing with me. Yeah. And Merry Christmas because <laughs> this is what's happening. It was the coolest thing ever. And then the games actually got smarter. And the games now are so good. I was playing uh, Madden with my son yesterday. It's amazing the technology uh, now. But the first time, my guy was like throwing 97 with super sinkers. Like, boom. I'm like, man, I'm so good. And then the technology must have really changed in 06. You're like, no, you're not. You're 88 with a sloppy slider now. That's what you're going to be. So I, I was. That's so true. That happened to me, too. I was like an 85 rating. And then by the end, I was like, oh. by the end, all I had was I could hit hard. There you go. It was like a hard That's an hitter, attribute. But I couldn't like handle the puck nothing but anybody i hit on the ice would like destroy them no and now like the games you could play all these different modes like mm-hmm. marshy my guy'd be so valuable in the clubhouse you know like a real glue guy they actually have that on uh mlb road to the show how how tight you are with your teammates Do you see yeah, it's part of the game yeah that's an intangible and by the way you mentioned you know some players playing with themselves or playing as themselves yeah uh, max freed from the commentary on the game, Boog Shambi is on the game. He says in the game that Max Freed will pitch as himself against certain teams before he actually throws in real life to get to like understand their tendencies and, and whatnot. Hmm. See? I mean it's it's a tool. So yeah, playing That's, with yourself is definitely beneficial. It sure is. And yeah. my kids got involved in hockey okay. based on the fact that I was in a video game. Seriously? That, they were that like did it? four years old. Maybe five, and they got one of the NHL games for Christmas. Yes, and they were playing, and then they saw like that I was in the video game, and they they told their mother, "It's the coolest thing ever." Like, hey, Dad's in the video game, and she's like, "Well, yeah." And they go, "Well, we want to be in a video game." She goes, "Well, (laughs) you should probably start playing hockey." They came running down and said, "Dad, we want to play hockey." There you go. Thank goodness they didn't get their hands on Grand Theft Auto first. Mm. Well, then they could have played in the uh, Rockstar Games Miami Vice Bowl. (laughs) Why did you just punch the neighbor in the face and take her car? Um, By the way, I mentioned this in the office and we needed to bring it up. Well, we didn't need to, but we're going to anyways. New studies Uh show drinking Jaeger bombs could be just as harmful as taking cocaine. Look, I I can't give it the other side of this, okay? I don't know. I don't know about the cocaine. It's a hell of a drug, is what I hear. But I know uh, first turn in twenty one in Vegas, everybody was doing like the the Jaeger bombs were a thing. Red Bull oh. Jaeger two was a oh. Red Bull and vodka was a thing. But like Jaeger bombs, uh, Jaeger is the the only drink, Jamie, right now. That when I think about it, I get that like pucker, that weird feeling in the back of your like jaw, like you want to puke thinking about it. <laughs> There is yeah. nobody's ever made a good decision after a Jaeger bomb. Like there's never been like a boom Jaeger bomb. We started a charity. Like that's you don't hear a story <laughs> like that. It's, it never happens. I mean, so maybe? this has got to be legit. And I don't know chemically what is in Jaeger. I just know chemically what it does to humans. It ain't good. All yeah. right. So my reaction is to Goldschlager. So, oh, I love Goldschlager. Yeah, I did too. It's got, little, it's got gold. One? No, yeah, it's got gold it, yeah, flakes in it. It's like cinnamon. cinnamon. Okay. And it's got the gold flakes in it. 
And I used to love it too, Marshy, until somebody absolutely overserved me mm. Ghostwire. And one thing about that is it sneaks up on you. Oh, yeah. It's like a mule kick to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, I have another shot. I feel great. I don't even feel this. All of a sudden, you're you don't remember anything. It's like uh, the movie The Hangover. You kids, wake up, you're like, uh, the equivalent is Fireball now. <laughs> it, yeah. And so for me, it's the Goldschlager. Jager bombs, I always thought Jager just tasted like awful wine. Mm. I just didn't like it. Going back to your Goldschlager point, I also was kicked in the face by Goldschlager one night, mm. and uh, the bottle is glass, and, you know, my hand is going up to my mouth to drink it. If it went a little too fast, I ended up chipping my tooth because of it. Nice. Because of the Goldschlager. Yeah, you just hammered Came that in home. hot on that Came thing. Came in huh? hot. Little did we know that Marshy needs to drink with a mouth guard. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I'll chew on it like uh, Matthew Chuck. Eh? Hey, by the way, uh, Tim from the Snake Pit here said, first time I ever threw a perfect game in an MLB game was actually with BT. How about that? Nice. Get it, Snake Pit. BT. 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 Hey, we had some textures in earlier who said that, oh, the, the contestant on the gauntlet, he said 32, and Marshy said 36. It should have been another question. Wonders of technology let us disprove some of our texters who may be into the Goldschlager or the Jagger already. Here's actually what our contestant said. All right, here we go. The Cardinals last made the NLCS in 2019. That squad's leading home run hitter was Paul Goldschmidt, who mashed how many long balls that year? All right, Marshy Marshy has got his answer. All right, we have Marshy's answer. David? 42. Oh, 42 from David. David never complained, by the way. And BT, you brought up a great point. I just really feel like he did the mat on that one had he actually been too (laughs) off instead of saying, thanks, guys, try again. Have a great holiday. I appreciate everybody coming to his rescue. That wasn't necessary. But uh, look, uh, we did have evidence for anybody that... uh, that didn't believe. We play by the rules. Here. We we of course generally play by the rules. We generally, yeah, yeah. Depending on what the game is. Let's see. Want to win? All right. That was what's trending. BT, Marshy, me in here. We got NFL on. four downs coming up next year. One hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. To the fast lane here on 101 ESPN. It's time for NFL Four Downs. First down. All right, gentlemen. Jamie, this one's specifically for you. Uh, no, I didn't make my pick last night. I wasn't going to ask. Okay. Well, I, I did. just outed I yourself. No, no, four. I did. What? There were like four. Remember the when I was filling in last week? Yeah. Where the internet sucked for both yeah, of us. It didn't work for me either. Yeah, me I too. never I never went back. <laughs> oh, no. And I lost like the last five games because That's of why it. you suck so bad. You're yeah. supposed to get shot today. I was struggling. Am I? Nah. No, I wasn't last night. Nah, I, I was already won. won like two or three. Yeah, something. All right, Marsha, go ahead. You can give it to me at some point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh has Baker Mayfield changed the narrative about himself? Oh, Jamie, this is your guy. Go yeah. get it. Go ahead. Uh I think he has a little bit. Like, let's not get carried away here. It's not like somebody's going to trade for Baker Mayfield specifically to build a winner around him. But I think what Baker Mayfield 
has been able to do is change the narrative that that he can't play in the NFL. Like, because in Cleveland, like his departure was not like one of like, oh, uh, too bad we're losing this guy. His teammates liked him, but the the staff felt like he really wasn't an NFL quarterback. He went over to the the Rams. He had a big victory right away, and then that was just not a great team. So it was a little bit surprising that the Buccaneers signed him, but he's done fine. You know, the team's 500. They're leading the NFC South, probably going to work their way into a playoff spot. So I think if nothing else, Baker Mayfield has proven to the NFL that he can play in the league. I think he's grown up. Uh, I would say, uh, I would say, yes, he has changed the narrative because the thing right now around Baker Mayfield, we got so used to him just being a sideshow and it really wasn't about the football as much. And that has changed. Now, obviously coming off of a week like he had four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. We're going to be high on, on somebody. But overall, I would say yes. Does that mean he's going to be an upper echelon elite quarterback in the league? No, maybe not. But can he still carve himself out something very positive for years to come? Absolutely. And I didn't think that was going to be the case for Baker Mayfield maybe a little over a year ago. Did the Buccaneers re-sign him, do you think? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Like, what else is out there? What, what might be available? Because there will be some quarterbacks on the move because there's a couple of highly touted young quarterbacks in the draft which means some of those teams are going to be looking to move quarterbacks from where they are currently. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, though, I mean, this is a team right now for the Buccaneers. They're leading their division. They're going to be a playoff team most likely. So you're not, you're, you're not drafting high. So you're no, not necessarily going to get one of those. I'm talking about trading for somebody. I or... would rather, if, if I was going to do that, I'd honestly rather stick with the one that I know. If somebody else, uh, I don't think the Buccaneers are at a point right now, Jamie, where they could trade for an unknown when they need every bit of like that draft yeah. capital anyhow. I might yeah. as well stick with the guy that is getting it done for me. Either if, if I'm trading anything, it's up to get one of the quarterbacks in the draft. And one thing, too, is that division's not going to become a juggernaut in one offseason. So Boy, you're still going to be competitive. It might be a division where every coach gets fired. <laughs> it's in play. I mean, that's a thing. Second down. All right, guys, we saw Puka Nakua yesterday we sure did he's having a great year but is cj stroud still the offensive rookie of the year i think yes. he's injured i think he has I do say yeah i think that he there was enough bulk of work for stroud who not to say came out of nowhere obviously high draft pick but i i don't think anybody expected him to do what he did at that level with that team yeah and picking akua <laughs> with with the injuries and everything he has stepped up he's putting up unreal numbers but it's still, to me, C.J. Stroud. So for me, it's you put Puka Nakua into a team with Sean McVay as an offensive guy. He Cooper Cup was injured to start the season. You still had Matthew Stafford. I know he was banged up a little bit there. But you, the offense is geared towards highlighting somebody. And I think that he's a good player that was the benefactor of becoming the highlight because there was nobody else available. So Sean McVay figured out a way to get him the ball. And he caught it. He made yeah. good plays. So the player did a great job, too. You know, so, but I look at C.J. Stroud, and nobody expected this. Like, when he get drafted, people are, ah, a lot of question marks. We'll don't, see Don't raw. know if he can play the pro game. All this stuff with a Texans team that nobody expected much from. And he's turned that team into an 8-6 and six team. I know he's been injured here, but still. So I think C.J. Stroud, for me, is the guy. 
I was uh, I was listening to someone driving in. I forget who it was, but they were talking about Pukunakua, and they had their like draft sheet from BYU. Ended up getting drafted out of BYU. Went to Washington first, transferred over. But it was like the pre-draft write-up on him, and it was like. Well, he's not fast, um, not overly good hands. What? Like there wasn't the only good thing was that like the really positive was he competes. And you're seeing that. You're seeing some size in Nakua. I mean, he's, he's 220 pounds. He's he's physical. He's using that strength and obviously using that opportunity. But this is C.J. Strouds. All right, that was two downs. We're going to get to four. We're going to get the third and fourth down, and we're going to get into the Pick'em Challenge to see what some of our picks are for the weekend. Coming up next year on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Get ready to pick up. It's the Fast Lane Football Pick'em Challenge on 101 ESPN. Refreshed by Bud Light. Well, you sure know how to pick them. Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. We're going to finish NFL four downs, and then we'll get into our pick'em challenge. Marshy. Third down. All right, gentlemen. For third down, which contender is lying in the weeds? (laughs) Just lying in the weeds. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think there's... Anybody like lying in the weeds? So, you're either a contender or you're not this year, in my opinion. Jamie, recency bias, okay? Uh-huh. Recency bias. What about the Rams? No. As a team that's no. lying in the weeds. You, you're telling me right now you want to go play against the Rams in the playoffs? There's so much parity in this league right now. They can put up points. Stafford's playing as good a football as we've seen him play. They've won five out of their last six. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that is a team. If if somebody's going to be lying in the weeds, it could very well be the Rams, who uh, look pretty impressive uh, over the Saints. So my team is a team that wasn't lying in the weeds at all. Then they disappeared. Now I think they're lying in the weeds, and that's the Buffalo Bills. New offensive coordinator. He's changed some things around. He's taken the ball out of Josh Allen's hands at certain times, and he's got the running game going. He's spreading out the ball a little bit. That team looked pretty darn good. So uh, they're I sit- like that. They're sitting at 8-6 and six right now. Uh, I just think that that's a team, if they continue to play, they could be lying they in the weeds. They were supposed to be. Like, that's, that's what I'm team. saying. But then they kind of disappeared, and everybody's like, oh, they're crap. This year. Oh, it's, it's all over. Now they're kind of like creeping their way back in, and they beat a really good team last week. So it's like, hmm. Well, if they could do so that to the Cowboys. The postseason, the, the playoffs are going to be really fun in the NFL because you really don't know what to expect from each and every team here on any given, you know, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday this week. Depending on, yeah. Oh, <laughs> your turn, Marcy. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> no, Fourth that down, was all Marcy. I had. Fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Monday night game, the Monday night game between the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens should be a pretty good one. Will Monday night's game decide who wins the MVP? 
Ooh, no. I say no, too. No. I think McCaffrey's in there. I don't think Lamar is in a discussion. He's he's second right now when you're looking at the voting. He's had a okay year, but other guys, like I think Brock Purdy and and McCaffrey and Tyreek. So... Here's my thing. So obviously, this is a this Don't is a, a Purdy Brock hater. Purdy. No, it's a, this is a Purdy Lamar Jackson centric conversation, as it's the Ravens and 49ers. Um, Brock McCaffrey? Purdy is not the MVP of his own team, so that mm. ends up being a like that. Who takes, is? I don't know. Christian McCaffrey, maybe. What? I'm sorry. How many passes does Christian McCaffrey? catch if he doesn't have Brock Purdy passing to him. Well, I would just say this offense looked pretty good with Jimmy G or whoever. No. Anybody other than Trey Lance for some reason. This <laughs> offense looked pretty good here for uh, for them. So, um, I just, he, he will likely win. If he does, that's a great story. Like the, the Mr. Irrelevant to an electric offense. But I think that Lamar Jackson is more of an MVP mm. than Brock Purdy is. But I still think that this might fall. This go could go Dak Prescott, how this goes down the stretch. And it could be your guy, too, and Allen. I think that those are the guys. I don't think that this game just definitively yeah. says who the MVP is. It'll be a great game, though. So, All right, that's NFL Four Downs. Let's roll it into the pick'em here. we got a few minutes to talk about some of these games. Let's start off Bengals and Steelers. Who do you guys have? Oh, Cincinnati. Okay. Going with the Steelers. Yeah, a lot of dysfunction there. Tomlin has been he's been upset. He's been angry. Look, if there's not a time for Rudolph, when is it? Jamie? When you make a great point. Actually, you know what? This season. (laughs) I never thought of I mean, I don't know if Jamar Chase is playing either. Oh my god, that is this is Steelers. <laughs> you got time. me. I got nothing. I feel like I'm going to pick the Steelers now, too. <laughs> yeah, I can't you. All right, Bills, Chargers. It's the Bills, man. Yeah, it's Chargers the Bills. suck. Guys, I just said we're going to go through them. I didn't mean there was like a oh, big I'm debate. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we – I thought we were having conversations no, on some of these No, we can. Some of these, yeah. Colts, Falcons. Oh, definitely the Colts. I got the Colts. Who's watching this? Anthony. Nobody. Anthony. You know what? <laughs> For Anthony on Christmas Eve, who's going to be a maker's marker to into this oh, noon boy, kickoff. I am. Uh, I'm going with the Falcons. All right, Seahawks, Titans. Hmm. Boy, Seahawks are. Uh, they're an interesting team, aren't they? It's yeah. It's just. It's just this or they're that. Like a I box of go- chocolates, BT. Right. I've eaten in the entire box. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get from work. Yeah. Um, I'm still going Seahawks. I, I got the Seahawks, especially after Drew Locke put together that game last week. So I'm going there. Geno Smith said, so excited for his opportunity. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Good for him. <laughs> Drew, who Anthony Salter has never believed in. Never. Even mm-hmm. at Mizzou. He said, this guy's a Saturday quarterback. That's it. That turns out mainly right, but maybe not this weekend. Marsh, who you got? I'm going with Seattle as well. I need them to lose, though, for my Minnesota Vikings, but I'm going Seattle. All right. Uh, Lions and Vikings. Marshy, go first. I know this is hard for you. Oh, man. Go with your head, not your heart. Mm. Or your heart, not your head. Whatever you like. Tough loss last week. I think the Lions win this week, unfortunately. BT? Is the... uh... Is all the luster starting to wear off of the Lions? No. It seems like people are starting to get a little, little off their no, bandwagon. By no, the way, but you, not against the Vikings. You mentioned the Rams. Right now, as it stands, the Rams and Matthew Stafford would take on the, the Lions. Lions in Detroit. God, they get pummeled. Here First we roll. round of the playoffs. I got the Lions on this yes. one. I mean, the Rams would totally win that game. All right. Now, this one here, probably the most watched game in America. Commanders, Jets. Who do you guys Oh, have? man. <laughs> 
I, you know what? It doesn't matter who we pick. Nobody's going to watch. So um, <laughs> uh, give me the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> the Commanders. I have, I have Washington as well. <laughs> Pack Panthers. I think we all have the Packers on that one. Yeah, the Panthers, boy, they're due for mm. something good. Well, they won last they got week. last week. They got their win. No, I know. Yeah, they beat the Falcons. Let's get it going beat again. the Falcons. Ooh, that's nine, why I picked them. That's why I picked them for a bounce back. <laughs> or 9-7. is really going to get rolling. Uh, all yeah, right. Go Pack. Browns, Texans. Is Stroud in or out? Ooh. I think he, he. I think he might be out. I think he's out. He's out. Yeah, he's out. What do you got? Mm. Got the Browns. Okay. Defense. Think, yeah. Defense will travel. I think you have. I think they got away with one last week. Get him, Joe Flacco. Winning against the Titans. I don't think they do again this week. I'm going with the Browns. All right, Buccaneers, Jaguars. Should actually be a good game. I'm In going Tampa. I'm going Jags here. I'm, I'm going Bucks. Yes, Bucks. Mm. I just pumped up Baker Mayfield a little bit. Now I'm gonna. Chop them down. breaks a little bit. All right. Uh, the next barn burner here. Cardinals at the Bears. <laughs> well, Nobody's watching this. Not even the guys on the sidelines are watching this yeah. game. Who wins? None of us no. are watching this one. <laughs> I got the Bears. Love is playing for his his future, I think. Who? Who? I'm Love. My God. Kyler? Fields? No. Murray? Fields. Jeez. Oh. Here we are. <laughs> Speaking of makers. I want to thank the bourbon company for that. <laughs> no, Fields is playing for his, his life. Uh, I think it would go that direction. That's drastic. Tough league. Chicago's tough city. That's been all the talk, right? He's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to stick with him? Are they going to draft a guy early on? I think that he's trying to continue to prove his point. Oh. I also have the Bears. All right. Cowboys-Dolphins. That's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to this one. I think those boys win this one. You talk about uh, narratives on both sides. The Dolphins, they can't beat anybody. The Cowboys, they can't go on the road and win. One of these things is going to have to break. I think the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins at home just because I think the Cowboys suck on the road. That's the narrative. It is. I'm playing right into it. I also have the Dolphins, too, just because of what you just said. You You can't go against the numbers. 20 bucks, both of you. Okay, you're on. Done. All right, Patriots, Broncos, nobody cares, but I got the Broncos. Yeah, the Patriots already screwed up the draft by winning that third game. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to make that mistake again. No, they're not. Marshy? Uh, go Broncos. All right, we all got the Chiefs, right? Yes. Nope, I got the Raiders. That's, That's my upset pick of the week. You're a liar. You don't have the Raiders. Well, maybe they'll cover. Chiefs for everyone. Giants, Eagles, we got the Eagles. Mm. And then the last one here, which is definitely going to be the best game, I think, Overall, Ravens 49ers. Marshy, who you got? I wanted to go with the with the Ravens, but my brain is telling me go with the 49ers. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL right now. BT? This is Niners for me, and I think it's a fairly easy decision. Yeah, me too. I think the Niners, man, they have a juggernaut on the offense and on the defensive side. That's a hell of a team right now. So I've got the Niners and well, Niners as well. And that's our pick'em challenge. Here. Did you get your picks in? I did. Yeah, me too. Except for last night, I didn't have that one in there. So I, I, I think I got last night, but yeah. I missed like five. Yeah, you're fine. We'll be fine. We already won. Who cares? We're good. We're good. We're All right, it's the fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Uh, we're going to dive back into the Cardinals here just for a little bit and find out, is there any move the Cardinals could make right now that makes them even somewhat competitive with the Dodgers? That next year on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
listening here on 101 ESPN. Before the break, I asked, is there any move that the Cardinals could make right now or in the near future that makes them competitive with the Dodgers? BT, your thoughts. Um, yeah. <laughs> what move is that, Brad? Resurrecting Bob Gibson would help. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, no, like here, here's he'd the be thing. Good is, on this. Where do you think he'd rank on, on this one? Was he a two or three? I mean, it depends <laughs> which version we're getting. I'd say t- near the top. Probably an ace. Top. Yeah, we'll see. But um, Gibby might no. pitch three games in a row. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, luckily, got your own Gibby now, Kyle Gibson. You do. Who um, I'm still, again, uh, not sure if the fan base will embrace the nickname of Gibby, but I think you should because you're going to you love that? this guy. I mean, it's just been his nickname. Anthony was like, I don't know if we can call him Gibby. I'm like, but his name's Gibby. Yeah, it's like, Gibby. It's Gibby. Well, his name's Kyle Gibson, but yeah, Gibby but he goes by Gibby. Gibby. So of course like, he goes by Gibby. I mean, he's not doing it to, like, his name's not like Kyle Johnson, but call me Gibby. Because you I'm know how good it's going to be. Right. <laughs> he's not doing that. No. no. So here, here's the thing. When it comes to, will, will you, is there a move to be made that puts you on their level? The first thing that I, I would say is, there is there's a move to be made that like gets you in the conversation, and that's adding to the front end of your rotation again. So that's Snell, that's Montgomery at this point. That ain't happening. No, it's it's not likely to happen. Now you could end up making a deal for the front end of your rotation, and that's uh, potentially Dylan Cease. As Glass now obviously gone, he is a member of the Dodgers as well because everybody goes to the Dodgers at this point, Jamie. Um, but uh, that's to me, that's how you do it. We were talking a little bit earlier about how do you beat the Dodgers, and I'm not talking about how you beat them for 162. They're going to win their division. Like that's going to happen. I mean, who knows? Anything could happen. But they're they're probably going to win the West. But how do you beat them in the postseason? And you beat them by running into a couple of aces. That's how you beat them. That's how you beat any good team is they run into very good pitching. Now, anybody can pitch like an ace on a given day. We know that. So that could be game one of the postseason for the Cardinals. Could be Sonny Gray. Game two could be Miles Michaelis. And they could both shut down the Dodgers or whoever else, right? Whoever you want to put out there. You're shaking your head in the affirmative. So thank you for that. Oh, no, sorry, that was the other way. No, no, <laughs> that, I wasn't. that very well could happen. But that's really the only thing on paper that I look like. A lot of things are going to have to come in to to play here for the Cardinals. Cardinals going to have to tighten up defensively. They're going to have to tighten up. Their young players are going to have to take some big strides forward. And their stars are going to have to star. Goldie and Arnott are going to have to have great years wire to wire. Like, that's going to have to happen to win. Forget compete with the Dodgers. You're not in the Dodgers division. Okay, you'll see the Dodgers in October. There's a lot of work before you end up getting to that part. And then I think the the other part, Jamie, that comes into this is if you are in a position where John Mosellock looks at this ball club around the trade deadline, the Cardinals are in a good place, and you could uh, you need that whole sledgehammer for the fly, mm. then go get it. Like if there there's something there that could put you over the top and put you in a conversation where you believe that you could knock off any team. Now forget the Dodgers. You don't just pick a team and say I gotta I gotta build that. But if there's a place to add, that's where you add. Yeah. So this is a tough one because when you look at it on paper, there's just no way to answer this truthfully and say, oh yeah, they could be competitive with the Dodgers. But when you break it down the way you did, BT. It can happen. And, and, and to your point, it's not like you're trying to beat the Dodgers in 162 games and, and take first place in their division. Two things. One, you're not in their division. Uh, and two is you just got to 
if you're the Cardinals, you got to focus on whether it's a three out of five or a four out of seven series against the Dodgers. Probably more a four out of seven, right? By the time they get to the Dodgers, you would think so. Okay. I still feel like even if the Cardinals can catch them off guard with a couple of rock star performances from uh, Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, let's say Lance Lynn battles, you know this that, but to win four games against the Dodgers is a tall order. You're going to need some luck. You're going to need your stars to star, like you said, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, guys like Nolan Gorman are going to have to be big boppers. You're going to have to have Jordan Walker has got to continue to develop. Like You're really hoping for things to be developing the right way come playoff time. It's a tall order. I mean, that Dodgers team, to look at it right now and just put it side by side, you're like, even if the Cardinals get lucky for the first two games, then what? Yeah, well, it's been it's been a tall order, though. That's the thing with the Dodgers. They have built a team that is a perennial contender. They've been in the postseason 10 years in a row. They've been in the World Series three out of the last seven, and they added a couple of more huge pieces to this. But it's not that easy. This team won 100 games last year, and they got bounced by the Diamondbacks. They won 111. <laughs> sure, uh, so, okay, so let's, let's – sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Let's drop into that for a second. So the Diamondbacks, who did they have – as far as like their stars, uh, well, Zach Gallen, yeah, uh, at the top of their rotation yeah. was a guy. Uh, Corbin Carroll, obviously an emerging well, yeah, star as a player. rookie, but they didn't. Ha- they don't have a team like the Dodgers do and by so any look, means. But now the Dodgers didn't have Otani or Yamamoto either. Well, they didn't need them. <laughs> so, but that's my point. Is that though? Is that the Diamondbacks were the team that were able to come up and surprise them? They put together enough games in a row to oust the Dodgers in a playoff series. I just don't know if you're able to do that now. So, but they, it doesn't have to be them, right? That, that's the that's the concept, and that's the beauty of October baseball. That could be anybody. Yes, like every Cardinal fan would love to be able to look at their roster and just go like this to any other fan. <laughs> look at that. Good freaking luck. Season hasn't even started yet. We're in December. Good luck. You got no chance. Like, the Cardinal fans don't have that. You have a good roster, yeah. maybe not a great roster when you're looking at everybody else. You have to earn it throughout 162 games and then a postseason run. But the best team on paper doesn't always win a World Series. The team that spends the most money doesn't always win a World well, Series. No, and I'm we not saw saying, that last year. Of course, like, we all would love the Cardinals to have spent $325 million plus a posting fee on Yamamoto. That's fun for us. We don't care. But that's not the way that they have operated in the past. It's obviously not the way they plan on operating here in the near future. And they win different ways. They, they believe in drafting and developing. They believe in sprinkling around the money, make a good trade, and then keep a guy. We've seen it with Nolan. We've seen it with Goldie. We've seen it with Matt Holliday and Jim Edmonds and Mark McGuire. Like, that is the way that they have done it for a long time. And ultimately... That has worked. It has been very successful. I guarantee we get a text. Air Comfort Service text line, 314-396-96. Wait, what is it? 96, 90, wait, 9646. Nine, six, six. Gosh, there on the darn. big board, Brad. The board's behind me, Jamie. I'm looking at you, and it's been a minute. You can shoulder check. Just, just text it, you know. Uh, but it says, oh, successful. They haven't won a World Series since 2011. This has been 
a perennial playoff team. This has been a team that that has had a structure. Like, and again, it's hard because we don't look. You don't look at other organizations very often. You're focused on yours. You want to win every year, and that's where the expectation is. And, and I promise you, that's where the organization wants the expectation. They want the fan base to be pissed if they miss the postseason. Yeah, they want the fan base to be upset if they're 20 games under 500. They want you to feel like that and buy in like that when they're winning and they're losing. But the, the goal is to win. But that being said, they still are not going to spend a billion dollars on two players. They no. just they have not operated like that. And actually, until this uh, last week, no team in baseball has ever operated like that. <laughs> it's for unprecedented. Two <laughs> He's Brad Thompson, uh, Jamie Rivers, DJ Marshy. Marsh is over here working the board, and Marshy's going to get to work as the sports six pack up next. So if you have a question of any kind. Text it to the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. We'll get to the six-pack next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now. It's a Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh. It's time for the Sports Six Pack. Question number one. From the 217, in Japan, KFC has become a traditional Christmas food. Doesn't fried chicken sound a lot tastier than a traditional Christmas ham? Yeah, so let's just get something straight here. I'm not a big Christmas ham guy. Like, I love the Thanksgiving turkey. Okay. For sure. The ham... I could go without it. Really? Yeah. Mm. The ham is boring to me. No. I like a good ham. I actually, I love leftover ham, ham too. Mm. Oh, the nipping ham fighters. Ham, ham, ham fighters. fighters. Mm. Uh, I love leftover ham too, frying that up, ham and eggs. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm good with the ham. I love the turkey, but fried chicken. If like Give my me family, a bucket of chaos. If the family just said, you know what we want to do this year? We want to do fried chicken. Yes, oh, in. Oh, yes. I'm in, in. I've been pushing to even try to make, I told you earlier, I was trying to push for like destination. Like, let's go somewhere else. Like, nobody <laughs> has to work. Nobody has to do anything. It hasn't caught on yet. But even like, hey, if we want to do a fiesta, it's it's tacos, it's hands- Let's do it. Like, I love Christmas Mexican tacos. food. I'm in. Feliz Navidad, yes, baby. Mm. I'm in, in. Right? I don't need the traditional dinner. No. I the uh, 618 says that they do a brisket for Christmas. That sounds Brisket's really good, I love too. It. It's a really good one. I'm good. Prime I just, rib's a good one. I mean, a lot of people do that. Do you guys like deviled <laughs> eggs? No. They're all right. The really? consistency just what when you eat them and you got the, I'm like that I could eat one hundred. No, I know of those. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Everyone like I'll get one. I'm like that's okay, and then get another one. You go, I'm a, do the kid thing where you just spit it out in your <laughs> you own did, mouth. No thanks. Question number two. All right, from the two one seven, Jamie, do you think Chief will get into the Blues Hall of Fame? Be better. I mean. How many other Blues head coaches have won the Stanley Cup? Give me a second, Jamie. You know I'm not a hockey yeah, no, guy. Yeah, go through it, Brad. Work Do you have out. your calculator out? He's, he's working through it. Well, well and Hitch. Yeah, you loved him, Keenan. Um, 
No, he's the one. He's the he only the one. sole member mm-hmm. for the Blues. Yeah, for the Blues. That's what I mean. Won a Stanley Cup with the Blues. That's a Blues Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'd be the Hockey Hall of Fame. Who that's has true. to check off on this? Which there are a lot of coaches that have won Stanley Cups. They are. Just not for the Blues. That's right. Well done, Andrew. Look at you go. Who votes on the uh, Blues Hall of Fame? I think, well, the fans. There's a fan vote, okay. and then there's a panel. A panel. And Is Army on it? Uh, <laughs> too soon? <laughs> well, Hitch got in. <laughs> that's true. Hitch got in. He got fired, too. That's true. You know what? Good call. Yeah. And a lot of the guys that got in got traded and stuff before. Like, Brett Hall got traded. Didn't get, or he got re, didn't get re-signed. So the Blues... Mm. Listen, it's it's a no-brainer. Craig Berube, not only is he enshrined into the St. Louis Blues forever, he will be enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame at one point for sure. Question number three. From the 314, the cards tell us that by making the playoffs in the Central Division proves that their way works. If they were in any other division, they would not make the playoffs nearly as often. So would their system still be working? Well, I don't know. I mean, look, if the system is to make the playoffs. I don't care what friggin' division you're in. The, the system is make the playoffs and win World Series. How many World Series do the Cardinals have, Brad? 11. Okay, who's ahead of them? Yankees. And who else? Yankees. Okay. Mm. So their system for a long time now, whether the NL Central existed, this, that, it doesn't matter, okay? It means they won World Series doing it in a number of different ways, a number of different divisions. So I don't think it's like, oh, they're just stuck on this NL Central stuff. And I think it's unfair for this year also to look at that already and say, oh, they just got squeaked by. I think Mo has done a couple things that have been uncharacteristic for himself. Anyways, maybe not the Cardinals, but for for Mo, is he jumped out ahead of all of this stuff, signed a couple pitchers that he knew of, Gibby and Lance Lynn, and then went out and spent some serious cash on Sonny Gray. So I don't know if it's doing it the old NL Central way. Oh, Brad, what no, do you and I, I understand the point because the Cardinals roster right now, if if you put them in the NL East, you'd probably be looking at them. It's like, well, they're third then and maybe fourth even behind Miami at this point because you got to prove it, right? Yeah. Miami went on a, a push. They won 84 games last year. Uh, so I, I understand that, but I don't. I don't believe, and I'm not in on any of these team-building activities that the Cardinals are doing in the offseason, but I don't believe that they look at it as this should beat uh, probably building forts and stuff. No, what are they doing? I haven't haven't heard about this. What do you mean? No, I'm just talking about when they're building their roster, right? Oh, I thought you had like they had no. retreats that no, they'd already no, no, set no, up. No, they're not going on. I was like, oh my they god, trust falls. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, catch no, them. when they're building, it's like, okay, well, I think this is good enough to sneak past uh, Milwaukee's uh, rebuilding, and the Cubs haven't done anything yet except for overpay for a manager. I, I don't think that they're looking at, at it that way. They're looking to build as good of a team as they can. Mm. They're still looking to develop their ball club, but they're also still working under, whether we like it or not, they're working under financial restraints. At the end of the day, we want to talk about the Dodgers. At the end of the day, (laughs) we want to talk about the Dodgers being the best team in baseball. They've only won one World Series in the twentieth, in the twenty-first century, so and it was a COVID year. It's a lot like oh, the Dodgers put the asterisks. Oh, totally agree. You have to fake wow. championship. Wow. The Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah, wow. Clayton Kershaw. I did it. You're not a real boy. <laughs> you didn't do it. 
didn't do it. My God, you guys are terrible. Too soon. Uh, but it is It is like the Dodgers right now are kind of like the 90s Braves, where you looked at them and said, look at them. Like, they're so good. Braves, obviously, historically, one of the best pitching staffs ever. They're supposed to run through everything. They won one World Series yeah. during all of that. Just tells you how difficult it is. But giving them credit and giving the front office credit, all you can do is build as strong of a team as you can. They have to go play. They have to win games. And you will run into some bad luck. Happens. Question number four. Kind of carrying this conversation forward when you look at like the red Sox, they're a team you know i call them a big market team oh, yeah why are they not spending as much money as you would think because they haven't really been relevant in the past few years so the red Sox, when uh, when they traded off mookie bats like they shifted mm-hmm. that they was just, weird that was almost like a tap said, out. guess what we're doing now we're saving money we're going to be under the cap and we're not going to spend to these crazy levels but we've also seen boston over the years do this same thing where they've gone uh they first go place last place yeah first place last place now i don't see a first place finish coming for them but they still are a big market but i think they're another good example of uh, a group where everyone I'm sure there is saying it really kindly. It's like, well, I think they may have more money to spend, but they mm-hmm. look at it and say, okay, well, this is where our limits are, our restraints are, and we're working within these parameters. But I, I don't have a good answer for why Boston go, goes all right. topsy-turvy, but they seem to have, at least over the last couple of years, had a plan, but the plan didn't work out in the last year. So. Would, would you rather, and no. not so much you guys, but like Cardinal fans, would you rather be a fan of, of that team who... You know, we'll, like you said, Brad, they'll they'll be a last place team, but then maybe two or three years they'll win the World Series, and then they'll go right back down, and then they'll you know four years later they'll win the World Series again. Would you rather be a part of that Woof. fan base because they do have the money, probably yeah. more so than than the Cardinals? Like they can spend and they don't. Like I wonder what their fans are thinking. I'm sure they're frustrated at this point. It's a very this forgiving is, fan base. And, and, well, yes, and this is a team since 07. They won three World Series yeah. uh, during that time. And Cardinals obviously remember 2013, remember 04 as well. Mm. They won Ugh. in 2018. So Don't pitch to them. Oh, boy, you haven't seen my fastball. <laughs> Big Poppy hit everything. Don't pitch to him. Nobody saw that coming oh, really? with, with him at, at the uh, at the least. Hmm. But, yeah, I, I think that I would rather have – sustained success but i will say with the red sox going back to the point we had earlier marshy mm-hmm. about the divisions they play in a tougher division they right. play in a, a big market so fluctuation is going to be a thing there question number five from the 636 what time do you break out the drinks on christmas oh noon noon maybe in a mimosa with breakfast yeah, that Boy. sounds good. Yeah, I guess it just kind of de- depends where the day goes. I would say if you're not My hosting, yeah, if you're not hosting, I would say as soon as you get to the place that you're going. So maybe you're showing up at a, if it's 11 that you get there. Like anybody yeah. here after 11, then it's 11. Yeah. Uh, if it's uh, noon, then it's noon. But whenever you get to the new place, I love the mimosa idea. The question that I have for you, Jamie, a little follow-up is sure. how late do you go on Christmas Eve? Mm. Oh, um... I don't know. Will I pass out? Yeah, that ends up being a problem. <laughs> Does at it? Times. Yeah, because we, 
we don't put out our family presents beforehand. I know a lot of families like wrap the presents, have them under the tree. Yeah, kids will get in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a a one-year-old puppy who eats furniture. Wrong, right? What could go wrong? <laughs> this dog is eating so much stuff, Jamie. He's still eating the chairs. Has eaten a couple of chairs. Has mm. not uh, gotten one recently. That's is good. it a dog or a beaver? That's that's exactly what Chip mm. said when I sent. <laughs> I showed him. I showed him a picture of this chair. It was whittled down. It honestly looked like a pirate's leg out of a, uh, a cartoon. Just whittled down. Uh, so we don't do that. So at the night, you know, at the night we bring our yeah. all of our presents downstairs. And it's a nice surprise for the kids. Dude. They go to bed with only a few presents under. They wake up. It's like, like, boom, look what happened. Yeah, I like that idea. But boy, it's a dicey walk down the stairs. Yeah. I'm already a little nervous about this way. I just had knee surgery a couple of days ago, then a couple of drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I Peter had, Griffin when he falls down the stairs. <laughs> I had one year. Um, not completely proud of it. However, it is a good story now. Was when I was working for, I was coaching the Central Hockey League team. So coaching okay. pro minor pro hockey. And we had been on a road and come back, and there were certain family gifts that were not under the tree that I had been asked to, when I get home, because it's going to be late at night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, to put them out. Yeah. Put them under the tree, you know, sign the little thing because you didn't want any, the, we didn't want any of the kids knowing what was theirs yeah. until it was time. Yeah, you knew they'd dig into it. Correct. And so I got back and uh, had a couple cocktails and uh, started watching something on TV uh-huh. and, uh, and had a few more cocktails and... Ended up. Uh, then I'm gonna write these things, and I had some of the gifts like they're wrapped, but spread out in front of me, oh. and I passed out, and I fell asleep, and I woke up to in the presence, in the presence, mm-hmm. and um, surprise, yeah. Then my, my ex-wife at the time, uh, she uh, comes down, whoa, what's going? I'm like, ah, I'm wrapping presents, yeah. <laughs> and so we we fixed it quickly. In you could have done this earlier. Yeah, while you were sleeping. No, I didn't do that. No, it was smart. No, I mean, no, now you should have. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens, Brad. Did your kids ever wake up and it's like two o'clock in the morning? They're like Christmas, and you're like, eh, not yet, dude. Every year, every really? year. So last year we started at like four thirty in the morning. Oh, and like my they come, goodness. they come in the room. It's like it's time. Santa came. I'm like okay, Santa's on it. How about that? And Santa, then we start early. Because like, there's no fail. putting them back to bed. They're not no, just going to no. sit there. They're amped up at that so point. So you just get the coffee going and let's roll. Now, to the 2 o'clock in the morning thing, I do remember telling the kids, like, look, Santa's got a busy night. He's got to give gifts all over the world. Yeah, yeah. You don't know when he's going like, to hit it, here. At 2 o'clock in the morning, he, he may not have been here yet. Yeah, there's a, a lot of magic for sure, but yeah. he has a window. He's like still, we, we got to give the man a little bit correct. of time. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? Let, to be on the safe side, to make sure that Santa's been here. 10 a.m. No, I say if there's daylight out, because okay. we all know that Santa gets done Should before daylight. Done so tell the kids if they or wake he turns up. turns to stone. And it, well, I don't know. That's not true. Somebody different. Uh, that was Medusa. Mm. That's Medusa. And she would turn other no, people. No, that's other, other people. people sure. yeah, she hey, wouldn't maybe get stoned. Santa hangs out with her. She wouldn't get stoned. Other people get stoned. It's a pan. I don't know what she's into. Either way. We used uh, the dawn thing to be like if you see light outside then mm. come wake us up because santa's probably been here if it's still dark out there's a chance that santa's still working mm-hmm. i did see a documentary one time where he actually got caught in central park in new york and his, uh, his sleigh actually uh, 
stopped working. Yes. And somehow, I don't know well, what it's happened. Well, people, but... well, I know what happened. People did not, for a time, and, and this has been rectified, did not have enough Christmas spirit. Oh, correct. Which yeah. we all know the sleigh flies on. But so every, keep that Christmas spirit up. Everything operates on Christmas spirit. Oh, and remember spirit. this. Right now, you're probably driving around, many of you, and you're doing last-minute things, and your Christmas spirit is being tested <sighs> with all of the lines and the traffic, and you've, you've said some words. You've said what? some things that mm. other drivers... And they're bad words. And they're ones Santa didn't like. <laughs> no, from here on out, yeah. let's do better. Let's be nice to people, even though last minute stuff stinks and everybody's in a rush. Just be nice. Have a little patience. And, uh, you know, be safe out there. Yeah. This is your PSA from 101 ESPN. All right. That's your spo- your sports five pack. We're going to have some fun here. We come back here in the fast lane. Now we're finally. ESPN. We want to know what gift you would like from St. Louis's Santa, right? Is that how we're doing this? St. Louis's Santa. What gift do you like want? A sports for St. Louis or any- Marshu? How did you word this? Yeah, St. Louis Santa. He's bringing he's bringing gifts for uh, everyone that's listening right now. There's sports you know what? gifts. I'm going to expand it. It doesn't even have to be a sports gift. I don't even care at this point. This okay. is the last show before the holiday. You can text in to 314-399-9646 if there's a special gift you want for your sports teams here in St. Louis or just any gift that you think is really fun that you'd like to have. We'll get into that. And there's mic drops, too. Do the mic drop. That's fun. You've always wanted to hear yourself on the radio. Mic drop is way better. You're stuck in traffic anyhow. You might as well listen to yourself. 100%. Hit the little microphone on the 101 ESPN mobile app. Leave us a mic drop. And we'll get to that when we come back here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. We talk about the holiday season and presents and things like that. And we asked you, what do you want your gift to be from Santa Claus this year, whether sports related or not? Marshy, I know we got a mic drop to start us off here, so let's kick it off the right way. Yeah, this one is from Mike. Jamie, my man, for Christmas. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, I want that elite 23-year-old left-handed defenseman okay all right a big stud that can skate like the wind can see the ice yeah i want that guy thanks shifted quickly honestly i, I had a different vision yeah, to start so that. i'm like oh go ahead because i think i got a similar yeah. one yeah i was thinking about a uh pitcher me too for me was yes. a starting pitcher absolutely jamie said you know that Golly. 23 year old but yeah. shifted fast I was going to ask you, and I'm sure the answer is yes on this, Jamie. Do you notice that uh, everyone that gets you a gift, and this is, I'm not talking about like your family or anything, but if anybody ever gets you a gift, is it generally alcohol? Uh, is, it generally, is it generally alcohol based? Because that's most of my gifts. Like, here's a bottle of this or a bottle of that. And then uh, and I'm like, it's always something I'm really excited about. <laughs> I mean, people, couple you know me. You it, know okay? me so well. If someone gets me a gift, yeah. that was a shot. Okay, no, it wasn't. that was. It was. No, not everybody has to like give gifts. No, you're stuff. like if somebody ever got you a gift. If like, somebody were to give you a weird. gift, uh, which second they have of all, not. yes, no, they haven't. But when they do, 
Yes, it's usually it's alcohol, a lot right? Of alcohol, yeah. A lot of mm. bourbon. Yeah. I don't hate it's it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you can stock my bar instead of me. Every time I end up going to the liquor store, they're like, are you throwing a party? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever feel guilty? I roll up and buy a case of it. And they're like, well, I guess I'm like, no, that's just for that's, me. Yeah, and then no, I, I feel weird. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. I like I make up parties. I sometimes look and be like, it's for me. Why? And they're like, no reason. Make no, me feel weird for a minute. Yeah, you know? But mm. my friends over at Dirt Cheap, they don't care. That's they know right. what's going mm, on. That's right. No they shame. Me up. All right, we have another mic drop from Randy. <laughs> my mic drop is for the blues to go out and get somebody that can forecheck and stand in front of the net. We haven't had somebody that would stand in front of the net since David Backus, and there's too many goalies in this league that let up juicy rebounds. We see it every night. That's my wish for the St. Louis teams, to get a forward that will stand in front of the net and clean up the trash. Jamie, where is that guy? Because uh, the David Ottawa Backus... in Florida. Oh, good call. Yeah. David Backus would do that all the time. <laughs> he he would just stand there and he'd play a little game he liked to call just the tip. He would just boop, yeah. boop, boop. Sometimes all you need is just the That's tip. That's what I'm saying, and it would always go in. Mm-hmm. Unreal. But it takes some real bravery slash stupidity to sit there in front of people shooting rockets at you. But when you're a team guy, that's what you do. You go to it those is. crazy, uncomfortable spots to score, Jamie. You got to get uncomfortable sometimes if you're going to score. You sometimes know? you got to make it weird. It's 100%. And now, I do that. believe this. The Blues do have a couple of guys who are working on it, who are getting there. Like Oscar Sundquist goes <laughs> just to keep the... pushing. No, nah, but you know what? <laughs> a... Sometimes just going in front of the net is actually a talent. Yeah. Like guys like Keith Kachuk made an absolute killing being in front of the net. It's not just because he went there and stood there and hoped the puck hit him. Yeah. Like you have to. Oh, no, there's a, a lot of skill involved. First of all, physicality to be able to get there because they don't, the opposition doesn't want you there. No, they don't. And it takes a talent to recognize when the puck's actually going to go there because you have to be an outlet for your teammates, whether they have to get the puck down low, cycle the puck. And then when it goes up higher to a spot, you have to recognize that there's a shot coming to the net. So there's hockey IQ as yeah. well as physical skill that's involved. And a couple of guys that have noticeably been to the front of the net here recently is Oscar Sundquist, Jake Neighbors. Take a look at Jake Neighbors. Go back and look at the 10 goals he scored this year. I think there's only one that was off the rush or it was a breakaway. The rest of them are in and around within seven feet of the, the net. Those free goals, Jamie, they're, <laughs> they're there for everybody. They are there, but you, there's a sacrifice that goes along with that. You, you will take a beating. You may get hit by a puck. It's not as easy as you think. It'll be good on payday. But I think Jake Neighbors could be that guy for us moving forward. We got a text from the 314. Their wish is to make St. Louis the safest city in the country and make sure all the kids that might not be as fortunate as others get what's on their list to Santa and bourbon and wine for the folks that make that happen. Oh, man. Yeah. It's perfect. Well it's perfect. said. Well said. T-shirts mm-hmm. should be available soon. What was the two T-shirts that we came up with earlier? Uh, or you had, had already? Just get in. You never know. You never know. Yeah, those are perfect. Those are definitely those are good winners. like stocking stuff. You put that on a like a, a good T-shirt, okay? I'm not talking about some beefy tee. Mm. Like you put that on a nice no. T-shirt. The, the nice ones. Yes. yes. 100%. All right, we have one more mic drop. Not 100% cotton. Uh, no. 100%. <laughs> 100% good. <laughs> one more mic drop from Dylan. My Christmas wish for this year for St. Louis sports is that your St. Louis Battlehawks will pack the Battle Dome each and every game, bring the electricity to the XFL, and have the same success as they had last year. 
and bring the house down. Dylan's been, he's been drinking. I love it. Good for Dylan. Yeah. He's in on I mean, it. The Battle Hawks may have missed Could the playoffs come. last year. Yeah, but I think we should go a little better than last yeah. year. But I know what he meant. He meant sure. like with well, the Pack in the Battle Dome is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, a that's, given. That's, I mean, that's going to happen. Well, we got that's people a, up in the you know the 400s. That's a lot, though. I was there for Metallica who packed the Battle Dome. And that was Jeez, a lot. It's big. It's a big place, it's man. It's big. Yeah, but oh, I like to, I like where we're headed with that. Marshy, do we have one more or are we done? We're good? All right, so that was your wish list for this year from Santa Claus for St. Louis or anything else for that matter. Uh, when we Somebody com- wants Stan Kroenke to have a heart attack. Ooh. BT, why did you write that? It was, it was text in. I'm sorry, uh, it wasn't just any heart attack. It was a massive and painful heart attack. Uh, someone else wanted a, an earthquake to happen huh. over in that region. Yeah. But for everyone to be safe, of Guys, course. Guys, both of those things are in play. When we come back, we've got fade or follow, what you miss, criticisms, compliments. We're going to wrap this puppy up with a bow on it. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for FanDuel Fade or Follow on the Fast Lane. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Everyone follow us. No fade, no fade. Money, 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 money. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. We're going to get into fade or follow in just a second with our guy Connor. But if you missed anything today here on the fast lane, it's pretty easy. And man, we covered a lot of stuff from the Blues to the Cardinals. We had Santa's wish list. We had Chris Kerber on, the voice of the Blues. All you have to do is go to 101ESPN.com. You can download the podcast or you can go to the mobile app and download the podcast. All that brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto. All right, Connor, we got you on the line here. How are we doing today, bud? Good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, man. So last week you pushed, right? Or two weeks ago you pushed? Correct. And then uh, one last week. Oh, nice. Good job, buddy. All right. So, BT, uh, I'd put you in charge of finding us a game here. You got it? Yeah, well, I I got it. All All right. right. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, Christmas Day. You know, the NFL has taken over everything. And they're taking over Christmas as well. The big game that everybody, Connor, is looking forward to, it's the Ravens at San Francisco, at the Niners. The Niners are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. That is a lot. I think it's too many. Oh, I'm taking Baltimore. Okay. We're taking Baltimore and the points, five-and-a-half points. Do you want to fade us or follow us with the Ravens getting five-and-a-half points? Ooh, I am um, going to fade. Wow. Going Niners. Going Niners. He's going Niners. With the five and a half points. Need to win by six. All right. Best like of it. luck. All right, Connor. Best of luck, buddy. Have a great holiday. Relax. Enjoy some time with friends, family, or, or both, or whatever. Be watching this game. Forget Enjoy the Enjoy watching that game as well. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was Connor. He's- I was going to pick the Cowboys over the uh, Dolphins, but you adamantly disagreed with that one earlier. <laughs> <I did. laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean we couldn't pick it, you know? I mean, they could, They don't have to listen to us. I think the Cowboys stomped the Dolphins, by the way. Really? Yeah. In Miami? Yep. I don't know, man. It's Dax coming out party. Hmm. As like a star. Yeah, yeah of course. Obviously.
Yeah. It's where they all come out. Miami. It's a good point. Although it's a road game, so mm. Dak might not. It's fine. Well, Will Levis did it. Party. Will yeah. Levis did it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dan Marino. I mean, Will Levis. He did it. Hmm. All right, Marshy, I didn't know if we'd get to some criticisms or compliments. We've got a couple of minutes. What You got anything for us? Yeah, Robert from the Snake Pit says, Jamie in Spider-Man spandex on the animal rug by the fire singing Jingle Bells. Merry Christmas to all. <sighs> Just screams holidays right there. Yeah, sure does. It might happen. You never know. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, we get one from the 636. It's nice having you two back together, Jamie and BT. It's like listening to a couple of dudes on some bar stools at a bar talking sports. That's the idea of the show. That's mm-hmm. what we've always talked about, right? Like That is the group. The biggest compliment I think we can get on this show is people say, hey, I would love to just have a beer with you guys. As long as you're buying, we're in. <laughs> 100%. No, it is. That's, that's, the, that's kind of the point here. We do talk sports. We're serious about our opinions, but we like to have a good time, too. So thank you very much for that. This one comes from FedEx Colton. Never laughed listening to 101 as much as I have today. The balloon party was hilarious, and these two clowns are hilarious together. Love it. Yeah, it's not often that they leave us unsupervised. Oh, you know it's the holidays, right? (laughs) Nobody is around here. Nobody even checked off on this one. So BT's coming in with Jamie. Nobody looked at this, for sure. So, yeah, thank you for that. And by the way to FedEx Colton or FedEx anybody or UPS. Mm, yes. Everybody everybody is shopping online. All of our delivery drivers, I know that you're out there, you're listening right now. Hopefully, thank you. Thank you so much. I do apologize if you showed up to my door and then 30 minutes later you were back at my door. That's not my fault. It's probably my wife. That's I did it. Yeah. There's a good chance I did it too. But thank you. We know how hard you're working. It's crazy, crazy job. It is a crazy job. And we had that at my house one day. Amazon came like three different times. And then Amazon and FedEx literally passed each other in the walkway, almost like high-fiving each other. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, dang it. Then I did have a, a great moment with one of the Amazon drivers. Uh, it gave me a little notification. Bring your Amazon package. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll make my way over there. But he hadn't actually dropped the package off completely yet. So you just stood there at the door? I, no, I, I opened the door, and he was putting the package down. And I go, oh, hey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Kind of looked at me. I just went in the house, closed the door. Like 10 minutes later, doorbell rings again. It's the Amazon driver. New package? No. He recognized me. Yes. <laughs> He's like, hey, are you Jamie Rivers? I said, uh, oh, is that what it says on the package? Like, <laughs> Do I owe you money? And he just said he's a huge Blues That's fan. Awesome. And uh, he had me sign his Amazon jacket. That's too cool. Yeah, I love it was it. pretty cool. I thanked him a lot for all the deliveries. And uh, I actually gave him a card, too, and signed a card for him. Yeah, so. you did. All Easier right. Cash. BT in here. BT, thanks for being in, man. Thank love you. you. Miss Merry you Christmas. tremendously. Merry Christmas. Marshy, thanks for all Thank your work. You. And we in the Fast Lane and 101 ESPN want to wish all of you an incredible holiday, a great Christmas. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Take some time. Kick back. Relax. Have a bourbon. Have a water. Whatever it is. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.